0: Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock, it's 536. And Collective Soul with backs and Nigel on Rock 102. Nothing like a song about fellatio to get you rolling in the morning, eh? That's what that's all
1: about?
2: You never, uh, you never, uh, you know what, read the lyrics to yourself, and then uh, you tell me what you think it's about.
0: I don't really have the time to do that right now. I'm so fixated on how to fix the New England Patriots. I don't think you can do that at all. So let's focus on things we know about like,
2: songs about <laughs> fellatio. That sounds uh-huh. a whole lot more pleasurable. It's going to be uh, cloudy today. Uh, could see some rain showers. High as 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 70. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Comedian Jess Miller is going to join us later on this morning. She's got a, a big comedy fundraiser. She'll tell you all about it. Funny Ye- lady, and uh, looking forward to that.
2: Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like, uh, it to say, can, we just, can we come on your show and promote this event? And I said, yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Five minutes before I find out. I don't How really need that? to know anything. Yeah, I know. You, she's a comedian. She can, no, I'm she just saying I've it.
0: gotten through 28 years of this without knowing a freaking thing. And look at me. Look well, at you. Almost saying something uh, you shouldn't I know, have. I know. That's, huh? why, that's why it's remarkable Ooh, I'm still it, in this.
2: It's the edgy show today.
0: It's 537 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102.
2: New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock
0: 102. Sunday the 30th it's Pat and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 552 and Van Halen with Max and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh,
2: it is going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of uh, 72. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 70. It's 58 right now
0: in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. And if you have... Uh... Oh, if you've got uh, storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you Still
2: care about what's happening in Hollywood So from Tinseltown 3,000 miles away It's Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash Well Kylie Jenner suggested in a video that she posted That she is uh, naturally gorgeous She could have been joking But it's really not clear Do her plastic surgeons have grounds for a
0: lawsuit? I don't know But as someone who is also Naturally gorgeous I gotta tell you it's quite a burden Shouldering that good, all those good looks all day, carrying
2: around that all day long. It's a uh, that's why your knees are so weak because
0: yes, you know. I'm, I'm carrying all of this, all of these all good the, looks. Naturally gorgeous. That um, I'm stunning. You should see me.
2: Me too. Um, I, the idea that she thinks she's naturally gorgeous is kind of well. Kinda st- Making it a little stretch there, don't you think? Have you seen her? Yeah, I don't think she's naturally gorgeous. I think she's like uh, she looks I... like somebody painted her with an airbrush. No, I don't. Uh, I, I disagree. Yeah.
0: I think she's supernaturally gorgeous.
2: Uh, is that Maybelline? No, it's an airbrush from the carnival.
1: <laughs> you know, it's those... actually
2: done with a power washer. Yeah, they did those T-shirts that says you know Zeppelin on the back. You know. Right? <laughs> Ten-year-old uh, Blue Ivy Carter attended an auction Saturday night with her parents and bid more than eighty thousand dollars di- on a pair of diamond earrings. Someone else eventually outbid her and won them for a hundred and five thousand dollars. Good deal. You've, you're setting this child up for a, a lifetime
0: of wanting big things. Yeah, you know kid is gonna lose one of the earrings. On one of the backings of it, and then all of a sudden, everyone in the on the family staff is going to have to weed through every blade of grass or every nook and cranny of the house. Kid can't be responsible for something that expensive. Now, this is obviously uh, Jay Z's kid and uh, Beyonce's kid. Yes.
2: So, um, I remember him complaining. Wasn't he complaining a while ago? Like, uh, stop picking on rich people.
0: I believe he was. It was something like that. But this is the kind of thing that actually makes it easy. Yeah, to make fun of rich you're, people.
2: You're letting your ten year old bid eighty thousand dollars on a pair of diamond earrings.
0: How about just saying no? Yeah,
2: I have a hard enough time uh, telling my kids no at Dollar General when we go. <laughs> hey, can I get this makeup? No, you can't get that. Or my
0: parents, four dollars. I remember being like in, a, in like a like a like a like a store. Yeah, and, and and I and I wanted a toy, and my parents would say, "You don't want that. That's junk." Yeah. Why can't Jay-Z say the same thing? You don't want those $80,000 earrings. <laughs> no, They're you want, junk. You want those $150,000 earrings over there. That's not junk. They don't make jewelry like they used to, you know? How about we go to Target with a $25 gift mm-hmm. card, and you can buy whatever you want there? I like that idea
2: better. It's a much better yeah. idea. Uh,
0: Will Smith held a, uh, a private...
2: Screening for his upcoming movie Emancipation and Dave Chappelle was there Which is kind of interesting because Dave is going to be Co-headlining a stand-up tour with Chris Rock Soon. Anybody going to get slapped In the face? Well, that's uh, that's what they're Kind of getting at here. Like, uh, what is he Playing both sides now, Dave Chappelle?
0: I don't know if he's playing Both sides. I think he's just, you know Dealing with everybody At face value I mean, it's not like Will Smith is going to slap him in the face.
2: No, but it also makes me think, uh, you know, for to, to, when you stand on that soapbox and say, oh, my God, we can't have any of this at comedy shows, that kind of behavior. And then all of a sudden you're, you're hanging out with Will Smith yeah. while your buddy is uh, having a beef with him right now no beef. I'm going to guess that Will Smith's face slapping days are over. That's because the whole thing is fake. That's why I've been I've been saying this from the beginning. That slap was f- staged. It was fake. Uh, I don't know, Steve. I, I yeah. could feel that from where I was sitting. Uh, Leslie Jordan died yesterday after crashing his car into a building in Hollywood. He was 67 years old. Jo- uh, Jordan was uh, best known for playing Beverly Leslie on Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. He also became a social media star by posting videos during the pandemic. He was only four foot eleven. Well, how, that's probably why he crashed the car.
0: No, I think he had a medical issue in the car, and then he crashed into a building. But well, I one of the stilts
2: on the, in the pedals came <laughs> out from under him, got lodged under the gas pedal, and then he crashed into a building. Maybe he's got one of them fake steering wheels. Yeah, I can't touch the pedals. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Ted Cruz was on the View yesterday, and there were protesters in the audience. And Whoopi Goldberg had to shut them down, saying, "Quote: We hear what you have to say, but you have to go. You've got to go. You've got to let us do our jobs." What is your
0: job? She said that to Ted Cruz, or said that to the people in the audience who are protesting. To the people in the audience that were were protesting.
2: What what exactly is your job?
0: I don't know, but every time I hear her doing her job or see video of it, I like shake my head and going, "How." How is this thing still on the air? Yeah, it sounds like a like a cat singing and playing violin at
2: the same time. That's what I do. I sit around with my other cats and we play the violin uh, poorly, and uh, it just has this.
0: <laughs> it's the chalkboard and fingernail thing. Yeah. Ted Cruz was also uh, was
2: also shut down at uh, Yankee Stadium the other night. They have video of the guy. Uh, this story says uh, it had nothing to do with you know his politics. Yeah. But then you have video
0: of the people going, "Go back to Cancun," you know that kind of crap. You know what's ironic? What? The Yankees were shut down at Yankee Stadium That's too. That's
2: true. That's what. It... But hey, the Houston Astros—they had Ted Cruz on their side. <laughs> yes, they did. lucky, I, uh... lucky them. A Kentucky man played dead on TikTok for 321 straight days in order to get a job as a corpse on an episode of CSI Vegas. One of the producers said, quote, It was a pleasure watching him work. He's a pro at this death thing. I guess, uh, you know. Listen, there's there's good paying work to be dead in film. But... but did he get the job? That's what I don't understand in the story. Like,
0: it doesn't say whether he got the job or not. No, but he's practiced enough. Yeah. But the next job that requires a dead guy on film? Oh, the next on the camera. One. Yeah. That's his role. Kim
2: Kardashian and Pete Davidson are probably dating again because uh, there was a pic posted uh, of question. It was like a, a big bouquet of flowers. Yeah. A white and dusty pink roses. No kidding. Yeah. Kid must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a dusty pink rose was when Ray J diddled my Skittle with a bean flick in that sex tape you can purchase on porn for thirty nine ninety
0: nine. That would have kicked off the dust. Uh, Caitlin? Oh,
2: I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, let her meet Hector the Erector. <laughs> <laughs> I floppy-gobbed her ladywood. Right. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I shucked pearls from the oyster box. There you go. That's like, I'm sorry. Tongue shucked pearls from God. the oyster box. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, thank you got to miss that. You gotta, yeah, you know otherwise. You're it really going
2: to get the full description in there. And
0: Kanye, I like oysters too. How come nobody invited
2: me over? Why do I have this restraining order? I can't go in 100 yards, yards near the house. I bought that house. I paid for half of it.
0: I don't think anybody wants you anywhere right I'm gonna now. I'm going to
2: burn this place down. <laughs> Half of nothing is nothing. Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash at Rock
0: 102. Kids need Kiwanis, and Kiwanis needs you. For over 100 years, the Kiwanis Club of Springfield has been focused on helping children and service... Four times, and not once will the Patriots defense come up with it. No, folks, this isn't just about the quarterback, although that is certainly a large and imposing, unavoidable part of it. This was a full-team abomination. This was the sort of game that Bill Belichick can't possibly feel good about. Forget about the fact that it happened on a Monday Night Football in in front of a national audience with everybody in America watching. This was a game that they absolutely should have won, and instead, they'll have to spend the rest of the week figuring out how to beat the New York Jets, who somehow currently have the second-best record in the AFC. Now, I'm not sure how they're going to win that game, but they're certainly not going to win by looking like they did last night because, God, that was awful. But hey, in of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in 10 years? Benjamin Moore paint withstands the sun, the wind, the rain, the snow, without losing its color, texture, or vibrancy. Go for long-lasting quality. Get Benjamin Moore paint at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. <laughs> <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Just the, uh, you know, the weather that makes you kind of feel like that. I don't like, uh, I don't like fog. Fog is, uh, is not a good thing.
2: No, uh, but Dan Brown says, uh, you know, the, uh, the fog is getting thicker and Leon is getting larger. Actually, no, it's the other, well, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, Leon's getting larger um 71 for a high today but it's gonna be humid mm. that's uh that's not good for this time of year no I like no.
0: cool nice crisp and cool fall air I love I, you know, the fall is my favorite season yeah you know, for for many uh for many reasons one you' got football one you've got uh pumpkin spice everything and then uh three there's another reason in there too oh yeah it's the call co- the the colors of the of the leaves I like seasons in the sun. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. Now, falls my favorite one, but I agree with you. Unless you get that nice crisp air, mm, it's not really yeah, fall. It's not the uh, yeah, you're just you're just teasing us.
2: The nice crisp air is uh, is good for football. So maybe that's why the Patriots didn't do so well last night.
0: There's a lot of reasons why the Patriots didn't do so well. You know, it's too bad we couldn't have had expert analysis on the show yesterday from uh some guy who decided to take a Mexican vacation without telling anybody. Well, I have some expert stuff for you today. You do? Yeah, no kidding. Uh,
2: You know, I mean, everybody's uh, hooting and hollering for Bailey Zappy to come out last night because Mac Jones wasn't delivering, so the fans got their wish.
0: I feel like I don't even know you. Yeah, I know.
2: With you know, Zappy replacing Jones early in the second quarter, mm -hmm. that rookie. Answered by leading the Patriots on a touchdown drive, hitting Jacoby Myers for a 30-yard score on his first drive of the game. Now, we officially have a quarterback controversy here in New England. not Just not in a good way. You know, in addition to analyzing everything and it went wrong in last night's 33-14 loss to the Bears, mm-hmm. we'll now hear even more of the Mac versus Zappi debate. Yes. You know, and then Belichick... Uh, didn't say who the starting quarterback will be moving forward he said the plan was to play both quarterbacks on Monday night and that's what exactly what the Patriots did mm-hmm. uh, Jones knew he would not play the entire game ahead of kickoff
0: let's uh let me ask you a question yeah, yeah. Who are you, and what did you do with Steve Nagel? I'm I'm offering my intelligent sports analysis to you. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Why have you waited until now to show that it's even there? I don't know. Like, you ever, uh, people have
2: hidden talents. Yeah. You know, I knew a guy for years, a quiet, quiet guy. And then uh, one day somebody asked him if he wanted to play the piano, and he sat down behind the piano, and he started playing Mozart and all this other stuff. I'm like, how come you never told anybody? He goes, I never, nobody ever asked.
0: So nobody ever asked me about my uh, sports analysis. Uh, no, that's not entirely true. Um, I think, I, well, maybe I just asked myself, like, why is he not talking about uh, this stuff? Like, uh, you know, for example, uh, on Thursday when we talked to, to Scott Zolak yeah. about uh, this disaster, this abomination that happened last yeah. night. I mean, uh, you know, last year, you, you may not have uh, said very
2: much. That's because Scott Zolak doesn't really know much about football at all. I do. And I don't want to, you know, you know, the guy, he's got a he's got an image to hold.
0: Well, you know, uh,
2: and I don't want to damage that image by acting uh, like I'm smarter than he is, even though. I Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, he uh, he actually played from uh, he played for eight years in the NFL. I mean, he actually had a pretty long. Did he pay attention, though? Well, he had to. He was the backup quarterback for Tom Brady
2: for years. You know, Belichick also said there will be no platoon at quarterback. It's all very confusing. However you cut it, the quarterback situation is kind of a mess right now. Uh, Jones wasn't great last night. and Zappi returned to earth in the second half of the mm-hmm. game. We'll see how Belichick cleans it up over the
0: next few days. Tough matchup against the Jets you
2: you know, know, you know, on it's really, it,
0: Sunday. You know, it's really comical. Here you are talking uh-huh. about this expert analysis, uh-huh. and I'm the one that just made a egregious error. What, what was the error? He was the backup for Drew Bledsoe, not for Tom Brady. Oh. Now, oh, don't okay. I feel like a jerk while you're talking about nothing but accurate and concise NFL football he, analysis. You know what?
2: I didn't even notice.
0: I know you didn't yeah. notice.
2: You know why? Because I was so uh, enthralled in my analysis that I couldn't right. possibly critique yours at the time.
0: I totally get it. And, and you know what? You're justified in feeling that way. Yeah. Jones struggled in his three drives
2: last night. Though issues with the offensive line played into that, he was just uh, three for six for 13 yards in his mm-hmm. second quarter interception on a throw that had no chance of reaching uh, Janu Smith down no the chance. Uh, down the sideline with the last pass he threw on the evening. Yeah, sounds like the plan was for Jones to play a few series and then make way for Zappy. Belichick said that the, the quarterback switch was not performance based, even though it came. After
0: Jones threw an interception, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, listen, you got to uh, sometimes you got to uh, grab the grab the hook, pull the guy out when he's starting to
2: stink up the place. You know, Jones and his ankle looked pretty good as the QB ran for 24 yards on three carries, but the offense did very little when he was in the game. Zappi, however, came in and immediately led the Patriots on a scoring drive. He was a perfect three for three for 54 yards on that drive after the offense. I had only fifty-six yards on Jones' two drives to start the game.
0: Yes. Well, this is all very interesting, Steve. I uh, I didn't expect that you would uh, carry this conversation in the way you did. Not that I'm feeling slighted or yeah. or uh, cast aside by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just uh, very surprised by your <clears throat> expert uh, expert analysis. I, I still don't understand
2: how the players don't get uh, distracted by that big giant yellow line. The uh, you know.
0: Yeah, they don't see that yellow line. Really? Yeah, you see it at home, but they don't. There's
2: not a guy with like a laser pointer at the end of the field pointing that yellow line across the field?
0: If you went to a game with a laser pointer, security would take that out of your hands or take you out of the stadium. Uh Zappy only had
2: to throw one pass on his second drive, a deep forty three yard connection with Devontae Parker that set the Patriots up at the Chicago seven. Yeah. That connection really got fans into the game, and a few plays later, Ramondre Stevenson rushed it, rushed it in to give the Patriots fourteen to ten lead. That was like uh I believe in the seventh inning stretch.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly when that happened. Yeah. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't. They don't have one of those. Well, I, I thought they were, you know, close to that. No, that's baseball. But right. uh, you know, but you're on a roll, and I don't want to. I don't want to derail your trajectory. You got a lot of momentum on this right now. Yeah, they they
2: had the penalty kick, uh, you know, and then the slap shot uh-huh. into, the, into the net. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was a good time. They don't do that in football. There's no net. Listen, I don't know what game you were watching last night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not the one you were not watching. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, what a disappointment. Yes, I,
0: I'm sure you are beside yourself with disappointment.
2: Yes, considering I don't even have a regular television to watch anymore.
0: We, uh, we'll we talk to Scott Zolak on Thursday and uh, and have him basically say exactly what you just said. You know what? I'm going to say it again. Yeah. How about that? I, say I'll, it I'll, everything I'll, you've got. Yeah. And and regurgitate it for him yeah. and see if he bites. And Scott Zolak's gonna be like,
2: "Oh yeah, yeah, don't worry, man. We're gonna be uh, alright again."
0: And we'll just you know nod our yeah. heads and go, "Yeah, well yeah, put, absolutely. well put. Hell yes." Yeah. Did you stay up and watch it? No. Oh, God, no. Why not? Because I'm in bed by like, I'm in bed every night at eight. Oh. I may not fall asleep until nine, which puts you to like the end of the first
2: quarter. I'm in bed every night by eleven p.m and then up by 2 a.m. <laughs> but I take 20-minute naps throughout the day. How many do
0: you take? Uh,
2: 20, 30. 20. 28.
0: Yeah, 30. <laughs> it's 621 with Bax and Nagle on Rockwood. No, 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 no. Then Rock Stop. No. Stop. He just did. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 628, and the great Phil Collins on Rock 102.
2: Oh, God, he should stick to making that delicious, uh, you know, uh, spicy mayo he makes down at the uh, Center Square Grill.
0: No, 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 that's Bill Collins, well, but I can totally see where you might get the two confused.
2: Going to be uh, cloudy this morning and foggy, very, uh, very foggy out there. Uh, high as 71, though, as it clears up tomorrow. More rain, though. Highest 69. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You know, the uh, the Mayflower Marathon seems so far away, but when I tell you it's only just a couple weeks away, uh, like less than a month away, then it's now time to start getting on the stick and getting involved. The Mayflower Marathon begins on Monday, November 21st and goes to Wednesday uh, the 23rd at 10 a.m. from outside the South End Market at MGM. It is not at the place we used to be. It is at a new place. A much newer place. Uh, the goal again to fill 348 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry, but we need you to make that happen. You can also start up a collection at work or at school or at home or around the neighborhood and donate even online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of Hatfield, Uh, 413 Dumpsters, and many more. Get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Speaking of which,
2: uh, did you see our commercial? I did. We have a commercial now. I actually like that better than the last commercial we had. I like this one much better than the commercial we had the first time.
0: I'm a little off put by the shaking of the cans that you were doing, but I was, I was I'm able to overlook that.
2: What's wrong with the shaking of the cans?
0: Uh, the guy that filmed it said, "Hey, shake the cans around like they're props," and you were shaking the cans, and I just I just lifted them.
2: Well, he's he was like the John Waters of TV commercials. He was telling me to do all kinds of crazy stuff. Most of it got cut out. Thank yeah, God. Well,
0: thank <laughs> thank, you know. thank God he didn't want to you know, recreate pink flamingos. That would yeah, would have yeah, been yeah, too much for
2: me. Way too much. But uh, yeah, he was directing me. He's like, let's just shake the cans a little bit while you while you do that and like, damage the beans inside. Well, the beans aren't going to get damaged. It's the uh, the nut that's holding it that's going to get damaged.
0: <laughs> no, I, I like the commercial. I think it came out very, uh, very, very very good. So yeah. that's uh, coming up.
2: If it's, hey. I don't think is it was even on yet. I don't know if it's on or not yet, but uh, why we should be able to put it up. Can't we put it up? It's our commercial. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. The only thing that bothered me was that uh, we were not cool enough to actually hang out with Chris Pisano. They had to edit him in.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the deal is that yeah. Pisano uh was at work and we were off.
2: Pisano was not at work at eleven o'clock in the morning when we filmed that. Doesn't he do the noon too? Does he? Oh no, he doesn't. You're right. He He does the six and eleven. That's right. Yeah. So what what was Oh, yeah. I was taking care of my children. He probably had some excuse like that. I'm sure oh, that's it. Oh, I had to, you know, br- bring uh, my wife somewhere or yeah. something like that.
0: I think yeah, maybe Pisano was the kind of guy that's going to give us a lot of lip service. Oh, it's great to work with you guys, but then he goes back to his car. Yeah, he doesn't want anything to do with us. No. Uh, you
2: know what? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't make it to the uh, the shoot, guys. <laughs> I'll just I'll just insert myself later. So pretend as if you're talking to yeah. me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get a chance to uh, to chat with the uh, in the next couple of weeks, and we can find out what his intentions are exactly. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bug him about that. You should. Yeah. It's uh, six thirty two. News is next. Six thirty five. With oh. some Nagel and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news brought to you by Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited, just thirty dollars per line per month. Is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Uh, Munson police have identified the victim that died in
2: a pedestrian accident involving a dirt bike rider evading police on Thursday night. The victim has been identified as 56-year-old Tina Keeley of Munson, according to Munson police around 7.02 p.m. Thursday. Palmer police attempted to stop a dirt bike, but the rider just refused to stop and attempted to drive away in Munson. Munson police were notified of the dirt bike that was last seen in the area of State Avenue, and Upper Palmer Road. Munson of officers later found the motorcyclist heading south on Margaret Street near the Quarry Hill School. Another officer then spotted them uh, north on High Street heading towards Main Street. When officers caught up to the dirt bike, they found that it had uh, been re- invo- been involved in a pedestrian accident near the intersection of High and Main Street. Uh, Keeley was seriously injured and taken to Bay State Wing Hospital in Palmer where she later died from her injuries. The 25-year-old motorcyclist, Devin Austin Crabb of Vernon, Connecticut, was arrested and charged with several motor vehicle offenses. Munson police, along with the state police and the DA's office, are still investigating the crash. If you have any information on the accident, you're asked to call the Munson Police Department. Um, That, uh... Munson, you know? Yeah. You think you're safe walking down the streets of any town USA. And uh, there you go. Dirt bike rider comes out of nowhere and and hits you.
0: You know... You've heard the stories about Springfield and other cities around the country having problems with dirt bikes on the road. They're not road vehicles. No, they're they really shouldn't be on the roads. But yet some people just feel for whatever reason that uh, they are entitled to be driving all over the place. And you know what? I'm sorry. I mean, it, it just yeah. we're in these these these. These bikes are causing so many problems, and local towns and cities have really no ability to handle this. I don't know what ha- what has to be done, but I mean these things are dangerous and will only cause more problems over time. Absolutely.
2: The uh, Westfield School District received reports of a student piercing another student's ear and another st- and a student recording a conversation between two staff members after school hours. Westfield Public School Superintendent Stefan Saprowski confirmed that a student brought an ear-piercing gun to school. As you likely know, this is a problem health-wise in regard to causing infections, Saprowski said. School is not the place for students to have their ears pierced. A parent claims that the school nurse was advised not to give Tylenol or ice packs to the students by the principal. According to Saprowski, it is not permitted for Westfield Public Schools to distribute Advil or Tylenol to students unless they provide it to the school nurse for distribution by their parents or guardians. For the student who taped a conversation between two staff members after school hours, Saprowski said it is very unfortunate that this illegal audio tape was shared. Imagine if everyone were illegally audio taped when they were frustrated about something. The audio tapings have been removed from two community Facebook pages, but it is unclear if they were taken down on people's personal pages. Moving forward, we will be sending a reminder that it is illegal to audio or videotape individuals in the state of Massachusetts as we are a two-party consent state. I want to know what they said now. You know what I mean? When somebody tells you, this wasn't supposed to be out there, that's even more of a reason that I want to hear it now. Yeah. It's Why? Like, it's like whenever your
0: parents say, hey, don't yeah. do something, yeah. that you want to do it even more.
2: You know, yeah, the, the thing about like technology, you got to be really careful of what you say and who you're saying it around. Because kids these days, and it's not just kids, anybody could could tape you doing something, but- they have this uh, ability to not. There, it, it, this was going. I think it was, uh, it was like last year or something. You got like a you got like an iPod that my kid uses. Yeah, and you know, there's only certain times you're allowed to use it or whatever. You got the you know the FaceTime with the friend and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Well, then uh, she comes downstairs asking me a question, and then uh, I'm telling her like, no, that's not. You're not. That's not going to fly. You know that kind of that kind of thing. And then I hear like a cough. The kid, there's a friend on the on the phone. Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, you don't do that. You don't do that. Like, yeah. that's not like, there's two separate people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there's your home self, and then there's your public self. Sure. Y- you don't want those intertwining uh, with other people. Well, it's like, you know, if you have a conversation with your kid about what uh, he or she should or shouldn't be doing... That uh, nobody else should be listening to that.
0: Well, you see, Steve, uh, one of the things that uh, happens during a child's uh, development is they have a tendency to not think about consequences of technology, right? And that often uh, continues until someone until uh, that kid turns uh 45 to 55. Oh, is that and that it's it's a long, slow burning development, but you know, nevertheless. When it comes to, like, technology, none of us really think that anything bad is going to happen to any of us until it does. Now, in, in this situation, when uh, your kid is, is uh, you know, opening up the window yeah. for the whole world to see how you discipline yeah. and how you, you know, handle your kids, you think, you know, they th- the kids are thinking, well, what's the worst possible thing that can happen? My dad says no in front of my friend. But... Yeah. All of a sudden, your tactics that you've been working yeah. on for years are exposed to the public. Yeah, that's that's not comfortable for any, par- I'm for like, any parent. To deal I'm like I'm like waiting for that David Hasselhoff eating a cheeseburger off
2: the floor moment to be posted online. See, I can totally see you doing
0: that. You come back from the dispensary, you're all jacked yeah, up all on jacked goofballs. Up, yeah. oh. All you know, all. You're you you peeking on gummies. Yeah. Next thing you know, no, no, no. You, yeah. Next thing you know, you're eating Five Guys on the on the couch yeah. on your on your belly. This this is. <laughs> you're talking about the burger, right? I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you
2: yeah Interpret yeah, right. that in any way you want. <laughs> that Jeffrey Dahmer meme we just saw a couple of weeks ago. This and doesn't taste like Five Guys. He's <laughs> sitting in a Five Guys that says this doesn't taste like Five Guys. <laughs> Oh, was the old joke? A sandwich is a sandwich, but a sandwich is a meal. meal. That's right. <laughs> uh, Arco, a Fortune 500 company and one of the largest U.S. convenience store operators in the United States, is set to purchase the Springfield-based Pride Convenience Store chain. Yes, this is an effort to continue its uh, to grow its footprint in Massachusetts. Arco entered an agreement for the acquisition. Of 31 stores, they said they are looking forward to welcoming Pride's employees to the family as well as continuing to keep a high brand equity in the region for the stores. We believe Pride stores are top-tier assets with a focus on excellent customer service and a quality loyalty program, and we further believe we can add to these assets through our operational merchandising abilities and scale. We look forward to welcoming all the family members and the people of Pride, yada, yada, yada. Total price, $230 million. Plus the value of inventory.
0: That's not even including the inventory. I actually thought that would be sold for more than two hundred and thirty million dollars.
2: Yeah, but it's 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 a big chain, but it's not big like, you know, uh, the Circle
0: K's. Or no, the- but it's you're right because yeah. like Circle K is a national chain, and Pride is is regional, but it's still got thirty one locations. Yeah. That's a lot of locations to buy. I would have thought maybe, you know, like, like 230 would have been a little low.
2: Well, maybe it's valuation of property and all uh, that I stuff, guess. too. I don't, you know, it's uh, all depends on what an assessor would assess a property at.
0: Now, it'd be interesting to know, and of course, uh, he's never going to let us know because it's his own personal business, but uh, just for the sake of conversation, it would be interesting to know how much Mr. Bullduck gets from that two hundred and thirty million dollar sale probably uh 229 million <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm you know i'm yeah. sure there's debts that need to be you know you, you know cleared listen, before you know, after all is said and done uh, listen, and fees and lawyer fees and all that other stuff bob Bulldog is gonna be just fine you don't I'm, have to worry about i'm him. not worried about yeah. him all i'm saying is wouldn't it be nice he's to gonna ha- to have uh, a family business of 31 locations uh, and you sell it, and all of a sudden you're sitting there with two hundred and thirty million dollars on your kitchen table.
2: He's gonna, yeah. he's gonna untie the bow tie and just leave it hanging, like you know, that's it, folks. That's the end of. The, it's like the end of the night of a wedding. Yeah, you're, you're all, all loosened up. His shirts hanging out. He's got yeah. like a bow tie hanging down.
0: I would have that money sitting on that on that kitchen table for at least a few days, and just to keep looking at it. Like, oh my God, look at me. I don't know about you. Look man. Look at me and all that money I've got on my table. We need a Wawa around here.
2: That's what we need. Wawas are yeah. good. Although, uh, you know, people are saying, and I've had I've had one, I've had two experiences with the Chester's Chicken.
0: Okay. Inside the Pride. Yeah.
2: One time it was, uh, some. we were talking about it back in February and somebody said, you got to go over there and get those uh, chicken tenders. Well, I went at the wrong time of the day because uh, they were uh, chicken toughers, if, if, you, if you ask
0: me. Ah, they had they been under the, the heat under, lamps for
2: too long. Yeah. But then I went, uh, I got a chicken sandwich there one day, like maybe a month and a half ago. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. So I'm like, that's the kind of like the Wawa is the you know in the Wawa you walk up in the kiosk and you push what you want and then they make it for you right there behind the counter. Hmm. So you can walk around the store, you can sit down, you know, there's like a little lounge area and all that stuff, and then you grab your food at the end. This is what we need here in Springfield.
0: You know, there are some places that um, and and, and you and, and oftentimes you would never think that it would be as great as it is, um. Yeah, you know, like, they're a convenience store, but then they're also something else, too. Like, mm-hmm. you talked about, like, that, uh, what was it, uh, Biscuits and Porn yeah, yeah, place yeah, in the Carolinas? Yeah, yeah, All right, so that's like, you know, you would never think that, the, that those two businesses would ever have anything to do with each other, but yet they have a symbiotic relationship. It's hard to separate the two of them. They do. There's a place in Springfield, uh, Cedars, up on... Um, in uh, Is the Island Pond Road? No, 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 no. It's... Uh, uh armory street mm-hmm. and it, it's uh it's like uh it's a it's a middle eastern mediterranean uh place but it's in a convenience store and they have a grill inside the food is fantastic yeah that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's like ridiculously good really really good and we went there for for uh, to get ourselves a sandwich one day because uh my wife and and uh some of the ladies that she works with they get that stuff all the time yeah. and uh she said, "You gotta try. You gotta try this sandwich. You, you, you're not gonna. Believe-. And it was like chicken and fries in a pita with sauce, and it was so damn good. It was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. Oh, well, maybe I'll have to stop there on the way home today. Yeah, I mean, you could you could get all the things you'd ever need, like cigarettes, jujubes, uh you know, uh, you you uh, you know, lottery tickets, they sell and beer hookahs, and, beer and wine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they do. But they oh. get, they also sell a bunch of hookahs. Oh, I would love to have a hookah, not just because I want to be smoking with friends." Would it be kind of nice to have a hookah around the have house? Have never done that before? I did it with Nadeem a couple years ago. Yeah. We, we did a work release. He said, come on. We're all getting together. We're going to do the hookah. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I don't mind doing the hookah with
2: Nadeem at all. Did you get a buzz off the nicotine in it? Or <clears> is it was it because uh, you're smoking
0: tobacco, obviously. I think that's what we were smoking. Yes, oh, I think I so. I think so. Yeah. No, I didn't get a buzz from that. No. No. The uh, the vodka drinks I had leading up to that. Yeah, I was gonna I had say the buzz, right. but I didn't not from the from the hookah. But it's a nice communal
2: thing. All right. Well, you know what? That's my next thing. Let's try a hookah. Let's get a hookah. Let's get a, for the staff. We should do that for the Mayflower Marathon. We'll get a big hookah and everybody can come down and take a take a hit off of it. I love the idea. All right. We're gonna be it. there for a long time. Sharing is caring. It's a community event. It's uh, 59 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah.
0: Foot Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 6:55, and the James Gang with back and Nagel on Rock 102. It
2: is going to be uh, foggy this morning, and then clearing a little bit with a high of 71. Maybe some sun out there today. Uh, And a high of 71. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. It's 59 in downtown Springfield.
0: Now that uh, we've all got that Monday Night Football debacle out of our system, it's time to move on and think about the Jets. Uh, Bill Belichick is thinking about the Jets. You should be thinking about the Jets. And you'll hear that game this Sunday uh, right here on Rock 102. The pregame coverage begins at 10 o'clock. Kickoff schedule for one. Join Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. We have uh, Benny and the Jets. Uh, whew, that's almost as, uh, I can't say that's going to be any better than what you'll see here on Sunday, but <laughs> we'll keep about, your fingers crossed. What about Joan Jet? Joan Jet is fine. I got no problem with Joan Jet. What about the Jets? Uh, not the football team or the band.
2: All right. I say it's just Jet. I jet. think it is, yeah.
0: Yes. And then, there's, um, there's also Jet Magazine, too.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. What about uh, Jet Airliner? We play there that, too? No,
0: I, listen, I think we've all suffered enough after last night.
2: I'm sure we'll hear both of those songs I uh, mentioned it, uh, at some point today.
0: It's 6.56 with Bax and on Rock 102. New- and now... Max's View from the Couch.
2: Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, as you know, I love sports collectibles as much as the next guy. Are you kidding me? I'm crazy about the stuff. From my tiny Archibald collection of commemorative ashtrays to my valuable set of Wayne Cashman salad bowls to my rare set of Andre Savard coffee mugs. Of course, I own some dumb stuff, too. One thing that I am not a big fan of is building a collection of autographs. To me, asking a professional uh, athlete for an autograph is somewhat of an intrusive imposition. Not everybody feels this way, of course, but that's just the way I am because I'm a very big believer in the idea that there's a time and a place for everything and I am almost never in the right time, nor am I in the right place. This is why the NFL is currently launching an investigation into an alleged video which two league referees are seeing cornering Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver Mike Evans and asking him for his autographs immediately following their shocking loss to the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. In the video, you apparently see line judge Jeff Lambert and line judge Trip Sutter approach Evans in the Buccaneers' tunnel and getting him to sign stuff. The problem is that that violates the NFL's strict rules against such activity because of its potential to infringe upon the league's policy of concerning the impartiality of their uh, officiating staff. Never mind the fact that you're asking a guy who just suffered an embarrassing loss against one of the worst teams in football. These two guys took the opportunity to act like a couple of giddy little fanboys and ask for an autograph from their favorite player. I would never do that. First of all, Mike Evans just lost against a team that was playing with a third string quarterback and an interim head coach and you want to bother him by asking him for favors? Please, I would much rather wait until the end of his career and buy a set of Mike Evans dinner plates than bother him during one of the worst days of his professional career. Either way, these guys could be looking at some serious consequences and penalties because of their actions. Because the NFL doesn't like when people act like jerks when they're flaunting their very important rules. But hey, enough my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Ever know the the tree crews, you know, the guys 30 feet up in the air with a chainsaw? Well, they don't use those Tonka Toy-type chainsaws. They're using steel chainsaws, the orange and white chainsaws preferred by professionals. Get a steel for yourself at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. seven ten and in U2 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be foggy
2: this morning than uh, clearing to mostly cloudy skies with a high of 71. And tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. It is 59 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, you know, I, I give a lot of guff to 22 News, you know, for maybe some of the information they might not have or whatever. Right. But every once in a while, they do do a story that, uh, you know, is pretty important. Uh, for people to be aware of. And uh, this time, for the for the I-team, it's, uh, it's domestic violence. They, they have this huge thing this morning. Domestic violence survivor worried for her life after ex-boyfriend offered bail. Now, you were just saying off the air, and I do remember this, too. I recall this story, actually, probably reading about it. Um, I'm sure we did. Yeah. A local domestic violence survivor worries her life is at risk after the man accused of stabbing her multiple times was offered bail last week. The 22 News i-team spoke with that survivor that will not be named to protect her identity. The bail for her ex-boyfriend was set at $100,000, a price she fears he might be able to pay. She told 22 News she left her ex-boyfriend 12 years ago, but that pass came back to the surface in January when he broke into her home and fought with her boyfriend. The next day she was about to file a restraining order. He broke into her home again, this time with a knife and a Molotov cocktail. Uh, she said, I thought I was getting hit, but I was actually getting stabbed. I got stabbed multiple times on my head, my neck, I think my, on my back, too. But with the adrenaline, I just got back up, said the woman. She said he threw the Molotov cocktail towards her room and attempted to block her uh, from going to the hospital. Since January, he's been held at the Hamden County Jail. But if that bail is posted, he could be released with an ankle monitoring bracelet while he awaits trial. Uh, he would find me. He would find me because he did mention next time you call the cops on me, it's going to be because you're dead. Uh, Governor Baker advocated for a bill aimed at strengthening protections for victims around pretrial releases, but that bill was sent back to committee for further study.
0: So when I hear a story like this, you know, there's a there's a, there's a couple things in my head. One, it's like like a further continuation of the whole st- problem with bail here in, in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm bail is usually set for uh to ensure that you'll report to court on your on your day of right. court. It's not if you were going to assess someone's dangerousness, that's a separate process. It's a, de- a separate hearing, a it's dangerousness a, hearing. Exactly. The other thing and and, you know, and to me, you know we, we're always having this discussion about guys who, you know, get uh you know released on bail and they're right back at it the moment they get out. And they go right back into the system over and over and over again. You can go back as far as like when Chief Scott in Holyoke was complaining about it. The mayor of Springfield was complained about it for years and nothing has ever gotten done because no legislator really wants to take this on. But the other thing ab- uh, about this is, you know, this is a situation where you broke up 12 years ago. Yeah. If you're still having problems with this, uh the problem is you, dude. Yeah. You know. You know. She wants to move on with her life. You should too. Well, I mean, you know, what to what end? You know,
2: I guess. I mean, the, the, I would have to assume that mental illness plays some sort of part in that whole thing where sure. you're held on to somebody that uh, that obviously broke up with you 12 years ago, and you're still holding on to that as if. They're gonna come back, or if they're not coming back, then that you know you're you're so enthralled in it that makes you want to go over and do something horrible to that person. Right? Yeah, you're right. Let it go. It's time to it's time to move on. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, Tinder is just loaded, waiting for uh, men like you. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're not. No, but you know, but but there's it's not. This isn't really about this is more about the bail process than right. it is about you know this this guy who just obviously can't let things go but you're absolutely right and i don't know why we don't bring it up why why is this never really a an
0: issue with state legislature i don't really know and you know what i don't think we've ever gotten a good answer We've talked to plenty of uh, of, of legislator, uh, le- legislators over the years. Yeah, no one's ever really wanted to tackle this. It's almost as if it's too big of a issue to really want to have an important discussion. Yeah, and yet it is important. And so when the governor, you know, is advocating a bill strengthening protections for victims, uh, and it has to go back for further study, well, I don't, I don't know what the bill is like. I don't know what yeah. else is in it. But it seems to me this should really kind of be a priority to protect victims and pretrial releases, because you're talking about dangerous situations with people that are not rational enough Mm -hmm. to let their anger go. And all of a sudden, they're right back at it. This couple's been broken up for 12 years, and this guy could make bail after he's already posed a threat against her life, not just verbally, but physically. And he has been awarded the opportunity to get back on the street. You know, to me, it's like okay, if if a dangerousness to hearing uh, were conducted, uh, then good. But yet, I don't know if that's ever been the case. And a restraining order can sometimes only inflame a situation rather than resolve one. You know, I, I think the
2: the issue sometimes is sometimes the issue is there are so many different types of offenders out there that it's hard to say you know well uh, let's say you had a bag of drugs on you you had a uh, you're found with a bag of cocaine on you, you know, unnecessary bail for that situation mm-hmm. is it would be ridiculous you wouldn't hold somebody on a hundred thousand dollars bail for a uh, a bag of cocaine in their pocket however if there was you know violence involved if there was You know, weapons, uh, weapons, you know, things like. And that's the other thing. Whatever happened to that mandatory two years in jail for finding a gun on you? This is (sighs) pre-trial. See, See, this is the 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 hook. And and most of the time, deals are made anyway where that person wouldn't serve that sentence, that, that mandatory thing. They, You know, they wind up pleading to lesser charges or in a roundabout way where they don't have to do those mandatory sentences which is kind of ridiculous of even putting them in place if you're going to do
0: that if you're going to make deals with the with with suspects but the hypocrisy of yeah. this is is that he this guy would have more rights to ask for a deal to get bail than the victim has yeah to oh, yeah. protect herself yeah. and her family there's something inherently hip- hypocritical about that kind of philosophy if the woman has been in danger in the past because of this guy, and we're only talking about since January, mm-hmm. and, and for some reason the system is allowing him to potentially get out and await trial, I don't think that's good enough. You know, if, listen, is, you know, you're know you a father of, of two daughters, I'm a father of three daughters. If it were, If this were my daughter facing this kind of situation, I'd be out of my mind trying to protect Oh, absolutely my i kids. would be too trying to protect my you know, i i you know, how can you say that the system works for everybody yeah, when it really works for nobody
2: it doesn't and it really is more of a seemingly a money grab it, the the more i look at the court system in this state is the more i see prog- these programs are not set up to help anybody the, it's more about where can we, you know, take your money from mm-hmm. uh, probation? Or, um, listen, I, I've i told you this before. I, I got arrested uh, back in 2008, uh, just before my 30th birthday. I had an OUI, I was uh coming home from a party, and you know, uh, I, I deserve to be pulled over, and I deserve to, you know, all the things that, that happened. To oh, me. yes, you did. No, seriously, you know, it, it's just it, it was. It was a dumb, stupid mistake, and I paid a price for it. And the price was not, oh, learning uh, how I can uh, turn my life around from this uh, this alcohol-related incident. The the price was how much money you got, because that's what it came down to in the end. Yeah. They, you know, they, they have these things that, you know, for a conviction like that, it, it's not even a conviction. It's called a quaff. It's continued without a finding, which means that— that's you, the definition of a quaff. Y- well, you don't want to know. It's spelled C <laughs> no, oh, W, not saying, with okay. a Q. Okay. Yeah, um, but it does stink. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but it, but it really what it came down to was like they had a probation. You had to pay probation every month. Yeah. It was like a, a probation fee, and for a year you had to be on probation and you know not screw up, not get any involved in any other kind of. You know, you sit down with a probation guy, and he's like, listen, uh, you just pay your fee every month, and uh, unless we have any problems, you'll never hear from me. And it okay. was true. But how is that effective? If you're not checking in on somebody, and you're just letting—it's just about collecting the fee. And I get it.
0: There's probably not enough probation well, officers to go around and— For a first-time offender— Losing that kind of money and your license, yeah. and for you know, whatever inconvenience there is in that process, you learned your lesson. You never did it again. For the repeat offender, it does. You know, it doesn't really. You know, the the ramifications of that don't really sink in. They're more concerned about how can I get drunk and you know travel yeah. at the same time. It's a different situation than you know a guy who is clearly dangerous. You know, clearly has a, a some sort of you know mental health issue or maturity issue whatever it may be clearly has uh, no understanding of his actions and how it relates to you know other people around him his dangerousness is different than the dangerousness that you had when you were arrested on a one-time first-time charge so i kind of understand that it's that it's a little bit of an apples and oranges type of situation but in a situation like this, I don't think this is a, a, about the money. I think this is about trying to protect the people involved in this situation. Well, it, but, but my point being is not it was it was about the money.
2: It wasn't about helping anybody, right? It wasn't about helping me. Uh, hey, maybe maybe you got a problem with alcohol. You know what I mean? Uh, you know m- my wife was picking me up after the classes and we were going to the bar and driving one on the ride home you know what i mean like that was the kind of mentality that we had about it because we were still young and we had this like you, you think oh, "Wow, well, it's no big deal like oh, you just got caught out of all of us because you know when you're young there's a lot of people that drink and drive yeah. it's it's unfortunate but nobody's there to help you you know convince you otherwise it's more about just pay this exuberant amount of money for these yeah, classes the, and
0: and you know but for the first time offender that can be pretty significant I know a bunch of people that have had the same kind of thing happen to them the first time good. they get pulled over and it you know for them it's so expensive to get through that right through that situation they never do it again but statistically
2: speaking the person the person who gets pulled over and gets arrested for drinking and driving isn't the first time they've done that no. You're right. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting but, at. But, face, there, but th-
0: facing the consequences is, you know, pretty significant right. and and a, and a good way of moving on with your life and never doing it again. But I don't think those consequences did anything to help. And that's
2: what yeah. I, and, and you can bring this back to a domestic violence situation. What other than incarceration, what other is there anybody uh trying to to, to do a mental evaluation on this individual? Is there mental health experts saying hey look man this is 12 years ago that she broke up with you it's time to let it go or, or let's get you some help to do this where, where is the actual help with with where does that bail money go what does that do what does yeah, the money know.
0: do I, I couldn't tell you i know that uh today at uh, at aic uh anthony galuni is doing a, a prevention uh dating violence uh, a dating violence program. Uh, mm-hmm. From like three to four thirty today at AIC, you can look that up on the AIC uh, website. I'm sure uh, you know the the DA's got that information too. But I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a really messed up process. It's a really messed up situation. I hope this 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 poor woman can be uh, protected and this guy. You know, just moves on with his life and stops harassing this poor woman.
2: Uh you know what this has been too grim. We we need to take a break and then come back and and laugh about something. We need
0: some fart jokes around
2: here. We do. Here. Absolutely we do. Yeah, it's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
0: It's 726 Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know uh I took your advice
2: last week and I stopped at the hot table. Oh, good. Yeah. What do uh, you think? Fr- I was I went to the one up in uh, in Hadley. On uh, Route Nine. Yeah. Up there. Uh it was pretty damn good. I told you. I, it's an interesting concept for a restaurant. You know, because you go like Chipotle's or Subways or, you know, it's that whole like assembly line of a of a sandwich kind of thing. hmm But I don't think I've ever seen vegetables look so fresh behind a behind a like a the window. You know, the they have like they have all the ingredients there. Mm-hmm. And it just looks so good. Like sometimes when you go to some of these, uh, you know, fly by night uh, chains, oh, I know you go in there and you're like, uh, is that a pepper or is that growing legs? What is that? What is that <laughs> walking away from the from the little sandwich board there?
0: Yeah. Ever 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 go to uh, like uh, well, you've been in the food services before, right? Yeah. You really go into like the kitchen and like look around and uh, see what the you know like everything is separated. You know, by ingredients, so you may have like onions, you may have tomatoes or whatever, and they all look sad and mm-hmm. depressing yeah. and completely non-appetizing. Sad and depressing. And so when they got everything in front of you and it looks really good, you're like, okay, now we're dealing with the, uh, with some fresh stuff. But a lot of places yeah. just don't uh, they don't really care. But I uh, I opted for the uh, the chicken parm
2: uh, panini. Yeah, just the way it just the way it comes, and uh, it was pr- it was pretty damn good. I like I myself like- a panini. I do. But you know what? I had to like I had to ask the the people behind the counter. I was torn between the black and blue or some some sort of like blue cheese and steak. Oh, I yeah. love blue cheese and steak. I love that or too. Or the chicken parm and oh, I love yeah. chicken parm. So uh the the young man recommended the chicken parm. And then as I'm walking out the door, right? Yeah. You ever get caught in the middle of a conversation between two people, like one is behind you, another is in front of you, and you're all walking out the door, yet the person behind you is staying inside, and that person ahead of you turns around to talk, and all of a sudden I'm caught in the middle of this conversation about muffins. Muffins? Two ladies are having a conversation about muffins, and I said, uh, oh, I like muffins, you know. Indicating that I'm actually trying to get through the door and not really be part of the uh, the conversation, to which then this woman replies, "Uh, you wouldn't like them." What? And I said, "Why?" And she goes, "They're gluten free." And I'm like, oh, "Wait a second, put the brakes on here." <laughs> I'm thinking, why would you, that's, that's awfully, uh, it's awfully presumptuous. presumptuous to think that a guy like me who's holding a giant loaf of bread in his hand with sauce and cheese on it, <laughs> that he would be gluten-free, right? He wouldn't be gluten-free. Right. And I said, well, I am gluten-free. And then, she, and then her whole demeanor changed and she's telling me about this bakery that makes these mm-hmm. great gluten-free muffins, which I could have cared less about. But it was just the idea that she thought that I wasn't gluten-free and I wouldn't be interested in the conversation. What you should have said is,
0: listen, I have terrible celiac disease, but this sandwich is so damn good that I'm willing to put myself at Uh, risk for it.
2: Yeah, I'm willing to sit on the toilet for days just because (laughs) this chicken parm sandwich from the hot table is so damn good. Gluten free? You mean gluten me? That's what it's going
0: to be. <laughs> I'm going to give my glutes yeah, a real workout. Absolutely. It's 729. News is next to on Rock 102.
2: Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast.
0: 732. We're back, Son Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Xfinity Mobile's biggest wireless deal yet. Get two lines of unlimited, just $30 a line per month. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
2: Thanks, Bax. Munson police have identified the victim that died in a pedestrian accident involving a dirt bike rider evading police Thursday night. The victim has been identified as 56-year-old Tina M. Keeley of Munson. According to Munson police, around 7.02 p.m. Thursday, Palmer police attempted to stop a dirt bike, but the rider refused to stop and attempted to drive away into Munson. Munson police were notified of the dirt bike that was last seen in the area of State and Upper Palmer Road. Munson officers later found the motorcyclist heading south on Margaret Street near the Quarry Hill School. Another officer then spotted him north on High Street, heading towards Main Street. When they caught up with the dirt bike, they found it had been involved in a pedestrian accident near the intersection of High and Main Street. Healy was seriously injured and taken to Bay State Wing Hospital in Palmer, where she later died from her injuries. The 25-year-old motorcyclist, uh, Devon Austin Crabb of uh, Vernon, Connecticut, was arrested and charged with several motor vehicle offenses. The DA's office, the Munson Police, and State Police are investigating the crash. If you have any information about it, you're asked to contact the Munson Police. Four teenagers are being charged in connection with a stolen Springfield police cruiser. Ooh, joyride. Ooh, boy. According to the uh, department spokesperson, Ryan Walsh said, My best friend, sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that four teenagers called a report of a property damage in a stolen vehicle last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Around 7.20 p.m. on Friday, officers were called to a report of a property damage crash at the intersection of Bo- is it Bowdoin and Lincoln Streets involving a police cruiser. Four suspects ran away from that cruiser, which was stolen from police headquarters on Pearl Street. There's no trespassing signs, but it's accessible through different stairwells in the front parking lot and however else. But we are reviewing the cameras and video over that time period to see what's going on. Uh that's what Walsh said. The uh, next day on Saturday at around 7:20 p.m., officers arrested four teens, ages 14 to 16, in the area of Hamden Street attempting to break into vehicles. A key to the cruiser was recovered from one of the teens. Ooh, uh, you're you are in, in trouble. I'm
0: gonna tell mom on you. The uh, names will not be released
2: <laughs> due to their ages.
0: Oh,
1: <sighs> man.
0: You know um you ever do something when you were a teenager that you knew was stupid everything yeah yeah like mm-hmm. like you knew if my parents ever find out that I did something like this they are going to kill me but you did it anyway yeah. because of the peer pressure of everybody else you were with said oh come on what are you what are you chicken and you went ahead and did it knowing that mom and dad were not going to be happy. Yeah. Did you ever get caught at that moment or did you just say, oh, I got away with it. You know, I'll I, do it
2: again. I'm sure I did. I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head. But uh, yes, there was yeah. probably plenty of times that I uh, did things that I got caught for.
0: Just sometimes think that it would be it would be so good if there were just a, a way to teach children that your parents are not as stupid as you think they are i just wish there was a way but because i think it's a stage of development that a kid at some point in their life usually around the teenage years figures (laughs) my parents i totally buffalo those stupid people they'll never know
2: see uh as a parent you got to be like one step ahead of these
0: kids you do in fact you got to be two steps ahead
2: Uh, four steps ahead
0: Five. Six. You're going to be a lot of steps yeah. ahead. The uh, Westfield School District
2: received reports of a student piercing another student's ear and another student uh, recording a conversation between two staff members after school hours.
0: This would be like another example of that.
2: Yeah, these kids. Yeah, getting caught like, doing Don't things. pierce ears in school. Wes, uh, Westfield Public School Superintendent Stefan Saprowski confirmed that a student brought an ear-piercing gun to school. Uh, as you likely know, this is a problem health-wise in regard to causing infections. Saprowski said, uh, school is not the place for students to have their ears pierced. Then where is the place to have your ears pierced, Mr. Saprowski? Um, The mall.
0: Okay. At the Piercing Pagoda? At the Piercing Pagoda or (laughs) Or eclairs. Eclairs? Yeah. That's probably the best choice. Schools are where you're supposed to be learning stuff. Yeah, you're learning how to pierce an ear. No, if this happened at
2: the Westfield Technical Academy. They'd turn a class into it and say, "Here's your certificate. You can go graduate now and do this for your living."
0: No, that's not. That's not what the schools are meant for. Well, anyway,
2: uh, a parent claims that uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, Westfield uh, Superintendent also confirmed that a student brought an ear piercing into school. As you likely know, this is a problem health wise. Where did I, I lose my? Uh, I lost my spot here. You're oh, right there. A parent claims that the school nurse was advised to not give Tylenol or ice packs to the students by the principal. According to Saprowski, it is not permitted for Westfield Public Schools to distribute Advil or Tylenol to students unless they provide it to the school nurse for distribution by their parents or guardians. I don't understand why that line is in this story. Was that part of the story?
0: I don't really think it was.
2: Or is did somebody go ask for an well, ice pack or, after they got their ear pierced? Is that what maybe maybe saying? that's what it is? Okay. It's like
0: listen, if you do something wrong and all of a sudden you're bleeding from your ears, all right. Don't go to the nurse because they have been specifically instructed not to help you.
2: All right, twenty two news, you you almost redeemed yourself with that domestic violence story, bringing awareness to that. But now you have no details on why this line is in there. Right. That should have been. We're just assuming that's what that's about. Anyway, for the student who taped a conversation between two staff members after school hours, Saprowski stated, It is very unfortunate that this illegal audio tape was shared. Imagine if everyone was illegal audio taped when they were frustrated about something. The audio tapings have... I think I have been audio taped when I've been frustrated about things.
0: And how'd that come out? I don't know. I believe it's called a radio show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of this. I've been taped during frustrating conversations for the last 27 years. The audio tapings have been removed from two community Facebook pages, but it is unclear if it were taken down on people's personal pages. If you have this audio, I'd like to hear it. I bet it's funny. <laughs> so if you, ha- if you have this, you can send it to me on my Facebook page or you can email steve at rock102.com because I would love to hear a private conversation between two people I'm not supposed to hear. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody tells you that, yeah. you, that's the first thing you want to do is listen to what, what did they say?
0: What was on the tape? It's, it's, like, any, uh, it's like anything else. <clears throat> if someone tells you you shouldn't be viewing something or doing something mm-hmm. or hear something, yeah, you want to hear it all that more. You want to you want to experience it for yourself. Uh, whether co- it, whether it's a an offensive uh, record album or the two girls one cup video yeah. or or anything else, you tell me I can't. I shouldn't be doing something. I want to do it even more.
2: According to Massachusetts recording law, without the approval of all parties involved, it is illegal in this state to use any device to record or distribute communications, whether they are wired, oral, <clears throat> or electronic, unless you are in a public meeting. I had an experience with this years ago, back when I first moved to uh, to Huntington. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, my my late wife had already bought the house that that we lived in. Right, and then I moved in there, and then they they had ch- recently changed the water meters in town. Like they actually gave water meters to to the people. Using town water. Before that, it was like a blanket fee. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that uh, they start discovering after maybe a few months of putting this new system in um, that my neighbor is getting charged like two or three times more than he should be for his home for water. And then uh, we find out that our water was connected to his house. Oh. Because the property had been illegally separated back in sometime in the 1970s. These gotcha. Are, these wink and a handshake uh, Hilltown deals that they used to make with properties back mm-hmm. in the day
0: kind of screws everybody up later on. Especially if you try to sell that house yeah. and all of a sudden it doesn't meet inspection. So there was
2: all this uh, this this chitter chatter back and forth from the water department in the town of Huntington. And then uh, they come to the house and they're like, well, you got to dig up your lawn. <laughs> They just, they just tell you, you got to dig up your lawn and, you know, uh, we got to hook this up to the main line. And then they wanted to charge like 750 bucks for the hookup fee on top of us getting an excavator to come in and, and do this whole thing. <laughs> so we actually went, you know, we went and did a lot of research on this whole thing. And, yeah. and they were threatening us that if we didn't come to the town hall, to the water department meeting... That we would get uh, a a fee charged to our bill every time, in order for them to calculate the gallons between what we used and what the neighbor used. Right, you know, because a calculator costs a lot of money. (laughs) You know, to do that. Yeah, and and uh, so uh, we said, okay, now that we got this uh, threatening letter, uh, you know, we go down to this meeting, this this water department meeting. Now it's in the basement of the Huntington Town Hall. Now this was going back to 2007. Maybe it's cleaned up a little bit, but it's like an old jail cell. Like there's, it's you can tell that this was like once a holding cell or something. There was like a bucket full of cigarette butts, just like overflowing.
3: (laughs) Down in Huntington, in this
2: unventilated room, right. And then uh, four guys go into this uh, this meeting with uh, my wife and I, and uh, I had done research beforehand saying. Hey, I'm wondering if I'm able to tape these meetings. So I go and look at the mass wiretap law. Right. As long as it's a public meeting, you're allowed to bring a tape recorder with you, and you don't have to tell anybody that you're doing that. Matter of fact, up inside on the wall, there were handwritten signs that said, all water meetings will be audio recorded. And I'm like, great. Now we got a back up too. Sure. Right? Well, there's nobody recording that whole thing. I was... Clearly, the only one recording, and I put the thing right on my lap with the red light on. Uh, it was a little mini tape recorder, mm-hmm. and uh, we start uh, we start talking about uh, this little situation that we got going on. And this guy, who was the water director at the time, uh, says to us, uh, "I well, we asked him. You told us you were going to charge us money for calculating how much you know this was going to be every quarter." because of this weird hookup. And he says, oh, that was just to get you down here to the meeting, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, it, but it worked, didn't it? But Well, it did work, and I'm like, wait a minute, you sent us down here? This is how you do it? And then he looks down at my leg, and he sees the tape recorder, and he starts freaking out. I have this whole thing on audio tape, by the way. <laughs> he starts freaking out. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, are you recording me? I didn't give you permission to record you. And I said, Well, actually, sir, I don't need your permission because it's a public meeting. And uh and I don't need to uh, think no, 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 I didn't give you permission to do that. And I said, But there's signs up here that says all meetings will be recorded. The man got up and started ripping the signs off the wall during the meeting. It was like really of, yeah, it was like one of the like the kookiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> And then uh, and then, uh, you know, he was like yelling at us and, you know, you can't record me. You can't do all this stuff. And then we we didn't I don't even remember what the how the meeting ended, but it, there was no resolve to it. There was really no resolve to, to this problem. Uh, Other than the fact you moved. Yeah. Two months later, uh, the, the man unfortunately dies of a heart attack. Probably your fault. No, it wasn't my fault. You recorded them. Oh, he's probably thinking about all the times that I recorded. <laughs> but the man, you know, he passes away. And then, uh, you know, and then things eventually got resolved with the new regime that came into the, right. the Huntington Water Department. But that, 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 that whole video, that audio taping thing, there's a very fine line of, you know, I want to know what the situation was with these students. I want to know, like, you know, how this whole thing planned out. Was it like a private conversation, or was the kid just sitting in a class? Was it in an open area? It'd be interesting to find out those laws.
0: Man, yeah, well, <laughs> that's I, you know, I didn't even think about the idea that uh, that you know public meetings you know, could be recorded yeah. by the everyday average Joe. That I, I didn't even realize that.
2: Well, I mean, this is how we're getting, you know, with this whole uh, you know boom, zoom, boom, if you will. Right. Uh, this is how we're getting. We're getting all these videos of these crazy people talking at these city council meetings throughout the country. You know, you see them all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be, uh,
0: let's see, uh,
2: I lost my spot. What, you got the weather in front of you?
0: I do. What do you got? Well, what I'm telling you is uh, there's there's fog there today and uh, mostly cloudy for the rest of the day, high is 71 Tomorrow, overcast with a possibility of rain showers, a high of 70, and that it is currently 59 degrees. feels classic rock at 752 and the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
2: Foggy this morning, then clearing uh, with a high of 71. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 59 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Hey, join me this Saturday for the Rock 102's Halloween celebration of the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee on uh, Springfield Street. Stock tonight away from 9 to 11 as the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for sexiest, best coupler group, funniest, most original, or scariest costume, a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. Come in costume, no cover, no questions asked at the Halloween celebration this Saturday, October 29th at the Rumble Seat in Chickabee with me and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
2: Are you ready for a benchmark? I am ready.
0: Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102.
2: Ah, Johnny Depp. Haven't heard from him lately. What's he been up to? I don't know. he seen anybody. Uh, Christine Kelly is a special lady that got the opportunity to meet her idol, Johnny Depp. She's instantly brought to tears as he hugs her in her wheelchair. Then later, Depp goes into a full on Captain Jack Sparrow mode per her request.
1: Nice to meet you, sir. How are you? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God!
0: <laughs> Our Captain Jack Sparrow. He
1: happens to be right close to the top and the bottom at the same time, oddly oh, I suppose this amount of rum and the amount of rum
0: that you use in the rum itself. It's oh, three oh and four boy.
2: well. Rum listen she's obviously uh, she's incapacitated she loves Johnny Depp he's doing a good thing she's no, do, I, no, he's doing, but I'm surprised he didn't go I'm having a mega pint of rum as my <laughs> damsel poops all over my bed that's what I want to hear Captain that's, Jack Sparrow yeah, say
0: I, I don't want to hear a bunch of nonsense I want to hear about yeah. him drinking and I want to hear him about the uh about the bedsheets
2: uh, clip number two. Do you uh, do you pay? Uh, do you ever walk out? Do you ever do a dine and dash?
0: Yeah, I've done that. You did in college, really? You're kind of a scumbag. I only right? did it once. I know. Did that, you feel bad about it? I uh, only the second, the next time I went in there.
2: Did you ever try to make good on it or anything like that?
0: I left a larger tip feeling bad, uh, but it's the kind of place where everybody did that.
2: Well, here's a server at a restaurant stomping on a pair of glasses that were left by a customer who didn't pay their bill.
3: So the girls that ran out and didn't pay their tab, you left your glasses.
0: Oh. Ooh. Well, you know, I hate to tell you, but if, uh, you know, I don't feel good about uh, that that one yeah. Incident that you know back when I was like 19 years old and stupid. Yeah. Um. You know, today you know, I would never dine and dash, and if I did, my glasses deserve to probably be uh, smashed by someone's foot.
2: Yeah, it's a stupid thing to do. But I'm also guessing if you were brazen enough to walk out of a bill, that those glasses were probably stolen from somewhere anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. See, the the, the place I was at, it was a, 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 a it was a pizza restaurant, and everything. <clears throat> I mean, and everything was behind like a room, you know, like the the kitchen, the mm-hmm. the, the uh, like the like the wait staff would always be concealed. You never saw them ever. I mean, unless they were gonna you know serve somebody new or whatever, but oftentimes that restaurant would be completely free of staff. So people were dining, you know, dining and ditching all over wait, the place in that place. Was this a Friendly's? No, it wasn't. It was. It was a pizza joint. They're no longer in business. I wonder why. But the, uh, but yeah, people would skip I, out of that place all the time. I've been to a Friendly's before where it's wide open and there's no staff <laughs>
2: around. Like, where did you go? Oh, they're there. They're on their yeah. phones. They're you know they're where's calling my, their friends. Where's my fisherman jig? Eh, it'll be up in fifteen hours from now. It's on slow cook. Yeah, we're a little we're a little busy today. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they get an instant pot. It only takes like a half an hour to get your food uh clip number three a sheriff out of alabama claims that as a child he was forced to eat a piece of candy laced with lsd while at a local fair and ended up in the hospital here is sheriff andre brunson talking about his experience and then warning parents of other dangers this halloween
0: don't take any candy or anything for it from anybody we just gonna let you ride the, the ride
3: and he just kept insisting that i take the candy so he opened the candy for me
0: and uh, put it up to my mouth. You got drugs just like candy. You got cookies laced with anything. You got apples and fruits that people put razor blades in. Here's a here's where, the- where is the exact address of these places? Yeah, I I'd know. like to. It I'd all, like all to sounds
2: get- pretty good, other until the razor blades, I'd like to get an LSD cookie. <laughs> But, by the way, it should be noted that things like razor blades and rainbow fentanyl and candy were TV news fear stories. There are no confirmed cases of that. Matter of fact, I heard it put, uh, I don't know what comedian it was, but it said, uh, I'm sorry, uh, drug dealers aren't giving their drugs away for free, especially to kids in the neighborhood yeah. where you can easily be traced to what house it came from. I mean, they
0: may give you like a a, a little free free sample to, to entice you yeah. to come back, but you're not coming back.
2: No, it's just, it's really, yet almost every year, some TV news stations still do some story about x-raying Halloween candy.
0: The same thing about the, you know, 4th of July when they show video of uh, someone, you know, blowing up a, like a mannequin with the yeah. salutes. Yeah. That's when you know it's the four that's when okay. you know it's Independence Day. But
2: see, that's real because remember that guy up in New Hampshire who tried to light the mortar off the top of his head Hilarious. and his head blew off? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing happens. But it's I've never heard of any kid getting sick from Halloween candy unless they've had too much. <laughs> that's pretty much, you know, you get a diabetic shock I've heard of. But nobody's uh, lacing it with fentanyl. It's uh, 758, and that's now here this with Bax and Nagel on Rock One. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to alarm anybody here, but your football team stinks. Not that mine is much better. But we're not here to talk about me. We're talking about the New England Patriots welcoming the wildly mediocre Chicago Bears into Foxborough. And I'm being able to to solve the defense that forced the Patriots into punting the ball four times. And while that is hardly an NFL record, I think more fans are concerned with A, why the hobbled Mac Jones got the start over Bailey Zappi. And B, why Bailey Zappi didn't such a crappy job after Mac Jones got benched in the second quarter. You see, folks... Losing to any team by a score of 33-14 isn't just the work of an underachieving quarterback and his once third-string backup. Losing to the Chicago Bears by 19 points takes a full team effort, or lack thereof. Sure, you could say that Mac Jones and his three completions for 13 yards and that interception might have set the wrong tone, especially after coming off that ankle injury, but you could also say that the two interceptions that were thrown by Bailey Zappi didn't exactly set the world on fire and get them any closer to winning. And where was the defense last night? My God, you had their quarterback Justin Fields fumble the ball four times and not once did the Patriots defense come up with it. Now folks, this isn't just about the quarterback, although that was certainly a large part of it. This is a full team abomination. This is the sort of game that Bill Belichick can't possibly feel good about. Forget about the fact that it happened on Monday Night Football in front of a national audience with everybody in America watching. This is a game they absolutely should have won instead They have to spend the entire week figuring out how to beat the New York Jets, who somehow currently have the second-best record in the AFC. I'm not sure how they're going to win the game like that, but they're certainly not going to win by looking like they did last night, because that was awful. But hey, enough of my sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in a decade from now? Benjamin Moore paint withstands the sun and the wind, the rain and the snow without losing any of its color, texture or vibrancy. It's great paint. Go for long-lasting quality. Get Benjamin Moore at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. One oh two Springfield's classic rock. It's 8 uh, eight eleven and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock One O two. I don't even know what kind of noise you were making.
2: Uh it was the drums. It was the guitar. It was all ah, of that. It was I, all just garbled together.
0: It sounded very much like uh like Lord of the Rings where Gollum is eating a f- like a like a fish that he just caught with his bare hands. Yeah. That's what it sounded like to me. Um
2: My internet is at a slow crawl right now. I I, don't know what the hell is going on.
0: I got a big uh, bag of jack squat with my internet over here.
2: uh, Let's see, uh, because I was going to play for you this uh, clip that we didn't get to in uh, Now Hear This. Yeah. Is this guy uh, caterwauling? Is that how you say it? Okay. It's like acting like a cat. This guy uh, in this clip, it's being done by a guy who is so good at it, he confuses his own cat and you can hear his cat in the background trying to make sense of it all. Okay. You got it? Yeah. All right. All right. Of course it's not loading. Because uh, our internet is at a crawl. I thought yeah. I had right. it there. Well, then, for a then I'm well gonna... I guess we're not gonna do that. All then. right, when the hell with it. Um Hey, why is it every year when I need to get my vehicle inspected that uh that the check engine light comes on just before the inspection? It's a good question. It happened again.
0: You got a check engine light going you got on, a
2: check engine light going on. And of course the inspection is due uh, by Monday, next Monday, right. uh, to be for the end of the month. And then now they're making all these changes with the RMV. See, usually what I would do is like hold out until like November. Sure. And then that way you get yourself an extra month out of it. If you do it on yeah. like November 1st or whatever the first day of the month is that you're doing it. Yes, you're risking yourself getting a traffic ticket, but you could be like, huh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I'm actually going today. And then you would get that month's sticker. Yeah. So, like, if, if it expires in October, because believe me, I got I got this truck in May. So, it should have been, first year it was May, then I waited, and I'm like, oh, okay, now it was
0: June, well, July, had, August, September. Remember during covid Mm-hmm. They also, you know, they stopped all, all that testing and yeah. you couldn't get your car done. Right. Because I was right. like, I had like a May and then it was all, or all uh, like a September. Or no, I take it back. It's like a February and now it's May. Yeah. Well, uh, I got to well, wait it forever. Well, guess what? They're doing away with that whole thing. I did see this.
2: Yeah. The Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles is changing the procedure for inspection stinkers, stickers and it's beginning next week, November 1st uh Aaron. i don't know they interviewed some guy it says i always wait to put it off until the last minute i think most people i know do that's true i always always uh vehicles that pass the annual required inspections will get a new sticker with the month of your previous stickers expiration month so if i go november 1st i'm still gonna get an october sticker which sucks yeah but you're, you're still got a deadline yeah, you still have a deadline, but the whole idea what I was doing before was I was getting an extra month out of it every year, mm-hmm. just prolonging the process. And now my a- little scheme is gone. So
0: what happens, though, <laughs> if you uh, if you go beyond October next year? Uh, well, you don't get your sticker until mid-November.
2: You still get whatever the last sticker was that you had on your windshield. So if it was October uh-huh. that it was expired, you get the October sticker. Whether you do it in November, December, or even January, oh, if you wait that long, I'm so confused. I let somebody borrow my uh, my car. I think it was last year. It was a friend of mine. She took she took my kids um, to the beach or something with her kids, and then uh, she. It, <laughs> She she gets like halfway back, and she's like, uh, you know your inspection's up? And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like two months
0: overdue, too. Oh, yeah. It was just like a
2: uh thing on my part that I didn't So in other words,
0: she saw the sticker yeah. and was driving around with all that yeah. anxiety that she was going to get pulled over right, with the expired right, right, sticker. Right, that's what I like to do to people.
2: Yeah, that's I the way liked, to uh, do it. And then she changed all the presets of my radio to Christian rock stations. She did what?
0: She, yeah. Yeah. You don't do that to someone's uh, car. I know. You don't You don't dink around with the presets. It was all Christian rock, just like putty. Oh,
2: my God. Anyway, vehicles that pass the annual, uh, you'll get the previous month's expiration. This means if you get a late sticker after the one-year mark of your previous sticker, the new sticker will no longer display the month you got the inspection, but the month your sticker ins- expired. Because I bet you too many people were doing exactly what I do.
0: Everybody does what you do.
2: Right, but you're delaying the the state getting their share of the money, which is a, quite a bit from what I understand of Right? These inspection stations
0: and then uh you know, they're losing money on that. So But you know, the funny part about it is they're not losing money on that. Because even if you're late, you're still spending the 35 bucks to get the inspection.
2: Yes, but you're one also one way or another they get their money. But you're also getting extra time if you do it. If you wait right as it was right now, yes. is, if you were to wait until like November 1st, you would get the November sticker. That now pushes it up an extra month. You're getting an extra month out of it.
0: See, y- yes, but you're, okay, I can understand that. You you, mm-hmm. you may be right, but you know I what? I may be crazy. But it m- might just be a lunatic I'm looking for. That's right. But uh, they're still going to get their money. And, uh, you know, one way or another, and if it means that, uh, you know, the date of the expiration has changed, then maybe they get a little bit more money. But they're not going to get a whole hell of a lot because it's still $35. bucks.
2: It is. A printed inspection re- report is no longer provided if the vehicle passes in an effort to reduce paper waste. Oh, so does that mean... That the price of the inspection goes down? No. Oh, no, it doesn't. Hell what are you going to no. do with all that money-saving uh, paper th- scheme that you got going on there, too? Uh, if a vehicle fails the inspection, the owner will be provided with a printed report by the inspection station. Uh, all motor vehicles uh, being driven require an inspection for $35. The I remember when it was $10. I know. And that was only 25 years ago.
0: Those yeah. are good times, man.
2: And then all of a sudden, I just remember it shooting up to to 35. I'm like, this is ridiculous how much they charge for this thing.
0: You know, in some states, uh, like, they don't even do the admissions testing. Yeah. Like, they could care less about your vehicle blasting a hole in the ozone. That's like, it's not uh, it's not a priority for them. I used to go get my car inspected in an industrial park. Oh, an industrial park. Inspection. So if there's going to be somebody blowing a hole in the ozone, one coming from my car, it's coming from all these factories all over the place. Uh, beginning in 1983,
2: Massachusetts is one of the first states to start testing emissions to approve air quality. In 2008, they combined as the safety and emissions inspection. There are 14 key components of uh, the vehicle inspected for safety, and we will go through every single one of them. Are you ready? Uh, do we have to? Yeah. Well, I'll do, Certificate of registration. That's another thing. My, the registration is up. I just renewed it yesterday. The registration is up at the end of the month, too. They're jacking me for $95 just to get this car on the road, and that's not even including the excise tax that you get uh, in yeah. February or March. And they're worried about not getting your money? Please. They got you coming coming, and going. Uh, you got to have a good VIN number. you got to test your brakes, your parking brake, and your service brake. What's the service brake, the regular brake? I don't know,
0: but I hear it's nice.
2: Is that the regular brake, the service brake? Yes. Oh. I never heard it called the service breaker.
0: I never have either, but this, that's the way the state wants you to think about it. Uh,
2: the exhaust system, you got to have the components, the muffler and the catalytic converter, mm-hmm. and uh, no excessive blue or black smoke. If it's
0: gray smoke, that means it's a new pope.
2: You know, I always find that—I found that funny. Uh, years ago when they were trying to, they were putting this wood-burning power plant up in Russell. Yeah. And then like uh, there was people driving around with all these protest signs saying, Say no to the wood-burning fire plant. And then one car was like a 1976 Impala that was rusted to crap with the blue Sweet. smoke coming out of the tailpipe. With that sticker, God forbid we hurt the environment with this wood burning power plant they want in here. Uh, steering and suspension, yeah, you, you need make, that. Your steering wheel and box need to be checked. You ever anybody ever check your box backs?
0: Not, not at the. Not at the inspection station. Your horn has to be adequate.
2: I think we have a, a vehicle expert here. Oh, on
0: the okay. Phone. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Eric. Eric, what's up, Eric? Hey,
2: how
3: about the registration not lasting a full two years anymore?
0: Yeah, yeah that's, that's another one. The balls in these people that think they're not getting their money. They, they're getting you any, any way they can get you, they got you.
1: Yeah, I
3: just got my car this month. In October, and I'm like thinking October of twenty twenty four, it expires in May of twenty twenty
0: four. Oh, that's bogus, man. Yeah, and they
2: have the nerve
3: to keep screwing us.
2: I don't I don't know how that works, the the whole registration thing. Because when I bought let's so say I bought my truck, I bought it in May, but the thing is February. The 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 registration ends in the month of February. It's you know the little sticker they give you? I mm-hmm. don't even know how they figure yep. that out. How do they figure that out?
3: They got some screwballs working for them. That's to out out. They do. got
0: that right. And they got a bunch of screwballs writing out the checks. <laughs> that's all of us. Yeah, that's all Thanks. of us. Thanks for the call. All right, pal. Thank you. All right. That's Eric. Uh, who's the next guy? Oh, yeah. We can talk to that guy, too. Yeah. Rock 102. Thanks. Good morning. Who's this? Kevin. Hey, Kevin, what's on your mind?
3: Um, If your vehicle is 15 years or older, you can cut those cats right out.
2: Cut the catalytic converter. You don't converter even ran. need them. You don't even need yeah. them. All nope. right.
3: You can put straight pipes on them, and that's it. Oh, all Interesting. right. Interesting.
2: That's a that's a that's a good to know. Uh, that I want oh, yeah. to On and the other hand, uh, you gotta the be driving. they
3: figure out the sticker is uh, plate, uh, sticker on your plate is what should match your sticker on your windshield. So all right. So if you register your vehicle in February. Then that means your sticker
2: should be in February. Yeah, but it's not that way. That's what I'm saying. Uh, really? Yeah. Same with my. Same with the the van I bought. When the RMV and the paperwork comes back, it's not the dealer's fault. When it came back from the RMV, the thing says October. Oh, I bought the I bought the van in July. Yeah. Yeah. It should be July to
3: July. It shouldn't well, be uh, October to October. All right. Well. All right. Well. That, well thanks it all depends on when you got that sticker put on. The license plate. So if you registered and it was in February, that sticker on and your license plate should also be the the month that you got your sticker. Yeah, but it's not.
2: Man, I don't know why.
0: Because they, they got gotcha. you. Wow, that's strange. I know. Yep. Look all at right. all the calls coming through here. Right, all, right, all, right, okay. to- okay. all right. We've got to get one. All right. Brock 102, <laughs> good morning. Who's this? Hey,
3: it's uh, Frank. Just want to let you guys know how that uh, registration works. Yeah. All right. Lay it on no, the right. line, Lay Frank. Let, let us. All right. So it's not off. Uh, it's not when you register the ve- vehicle per se. It's the date of the plate. So if you notice on the back of your plate, it will say October, May, whatever. That's yeah. what it goes off of. Okay, but so not wh- the actual date of your registration, but the date the plate was issued to the state in general.
2: See, that's wrong. That shouldn't be that way. Yeah, it should be you. Agree what, with you what, whatever, whatever, where whenever you bought mm-hmm. the vehicle and got the the month of that vehicle should be the month that you pr- that you got the plate for.
3: One hundred percent. As a sales manager of a dealership, I deal with this all the time. <laughs> all right. Well,
2: good to know.
0: All right. Well, thank, thank you.
3: you. No right. worries, guys. All right. Okay. one last See, uh, this... one
0: last call here. Oh. Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Is this?
3: Hey, good morning, Tom in East Meadow. How you doing? Hello, Tom,
0: Tom in East Longmeadow. Longmeadow. It's, it's back to, to steal, nail. This, this is Longmeadow. Longmeadow. minutes away from you.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Hey, the uh, the the in- inspection sticker is independent of the registration. That does not have to match. The sticker on the plate, but here's the deal: the the plate now. the The registration sticker is determined by the last number on the plate. So let's say you have a nine, and that would be September. Yeah, your registration expires. A two would be February. It it would be almost impossible to coordinate. Like when you buy your truck, when you bought your truck, it would be impossible to have all of the registrations for, let's say, February, it would be impossible to get all those plates coordinated to have those registrations in February.
2: Do you work for the RMB by any chance?
3: No, but I'm a I'm a plateaholic.
0: Oh, oh, I see, Ooh, I see. i think, uh, you're some sort of a pencil pushing no, bureaucrat.
3: No, I, I, you know, just uh, license plates are kind of a hobby.
0: No. Oh, okay. You need yeah, to get out of the house yeah. more. and Maybe uh, oh, figure no, out some decoupage or some uh, scrimshaw. He does get out of the house. He
2: goes to accident scenes and picks up license plates that fell off vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have
3: some plates. I, I, I have uh, plates from the family that go back to the uh, 40s. Ooh, yeah. Six-number plate. Not not Wait, wait, not on my car, but
0: over the years. It's almost a shame that we've run out of time because I could talk about your plate okay. obsession for hours.
3: Yeah. Back-
0: yeah, i call back sometimes yeah please do
2: that that's how but back, back in those days of those old plates that's how the rmv started they took all the black sheeps from the family and said all right we're gonna put you in an office <laughs> building and you're gonna sit here and do nothing for eight
0: hours a day and then we're gonna not try to help you <laughs> perfect Have a great day, guys. thanks you for the too. call it's uh, 8 25 in rock 102 hey our marathon is coming up in a matter of weeks i mean it's like you, you look at a calendar you're, you're talking about like less than a month away a brand new home for the Mayflower Marathon, the South End Market at MGM Springfield, right down there on MGM Way and State Street and East Columbus Avenue. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations to help the Springfield Open Pantry. They need your help, and we need your help uh, filling those trucks. You can start up your collection now at work, at home, around the uh, the neighborhood. You can even donate online at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our sponsors, including Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, in Xfinity, Camping World, uh, 413 Dumpsters, get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon, brought to you by Liberty Bank, Gary Rome Hyundai, and Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
2: All right. Moving along with that Mayflower Marathon. Things are heating up.
0: I was already starting to like write down the names of uh, guests we have so far. Yeah. It's not a bad list so far. Can we say? Uh, Carl Palmer from Emerson Lake and Palmer will be joining us what? on the phone Yes yeah. he won't be doing it actually there because yeah. he'll be you know performing elsewhere. Uh, Gary Hoey uh, said yeah. that uh, he would be on the phone with us. Yes. Um, I'm assuming uh, maybe Marty Caproni would join us. Yes and can we say uh, the big get of the year? Mike Scully? No that was, that's that's oh. every year. Who's the big get? Uh, a certain actor, dancer, singer, performer. Uh, I don't even know who you're talking about. Who else could I be
2: talking about? Uh, Brian Boitano? N- no. Who? Hey, Mr. Corey Feldman. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like
0: the most talented you American said, in the you world. S- you
2: said talented, and I didn't. I, you threw me off. <laughs>
0: what are you talking about? That guy, that guy
2: can do everything. He can scream into a microphone and uh, make it sound like a piece of gold. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Every definitely. single
0: time. Yeah. We got news next on Rock 102 33. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh thank you, Bax. Oh, you're welcome.
2: Uh I lost my spot here cuz I was uh I was prepping. I was prepping for the news.
0: <laughs> for for the news?
2: Yeah, for the news. Please. I was getting information. I actually have more information about that Westfield story and I'll talk about that in a second. All right. Springfield police were called to uh, were sent were called sent to State Street. What does that mean? I don't know. They were called sent. I don't even. I don't even know what what, what that uh, how to do that. Well According to twenty two news, it must be accurate. It says police were called sent to State Street on Sunday. Were they called and then sent? Called and then sent.
0: Well, that makes a whole lot of. Difference. And they had incense, and peppermints, and nothing and peppermints. But time. <laughs>
2: Anyway, uh, Springfield police were called sent to State Street on Sunday for a report of a gunshot victim. <laughs> According to uh, Ryan Walsh, at approximately 3.50 a.m., officers were called to the 700 block of State Street for a report of that victim. Officers found an adult man with a gunshot wound. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center and is expected to be okay. The man was shot during an armed robbery incident, and the Springfield Police Detective Bureau is still investigating. They were called sent there Well, on purpose.
0: They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're professionals.
2: Uh, The Westfield School District received reports of a student piercing another student's ear and a student recording a conversation between two staff members after school hours. Westfield Public School Superintendent Stefan Saprowski confirmed that a student brought an ear-piercing gun to school. As you likely know, this is a problem health-wise in regard to causing infections, Saprowski said. School is not the place for students to have their ears pierced. A a parent claims the school nurse was advised to not give uh, Tylenol or ice packs to the students by the principal. According to Saprowski, it is not permitted for Westfield Public Schools to distribute Advil or Tylenol to students unless they provide it to the school nurse for distribution by their parents or guardians. For the student who taped a conversation between two staff members after school hours, Saprowski stated, it's very unfortunate that this is illegal audio tape was shared. Uh, Imagine if everyone were illegally audio taped when they were frustrated about something. Now, Again, I pointed out last hour that where's this Tylenol thing coming from and what was said on the tape? And lo and behold, we have information uh, from somebody familiar with the Westfield schools or had heard the audio at least. Right. Uh, Can't find the recording, but listened to it uh, the other day. It was a kid sitting in the office recording a conversation between staff members discussing and laughing about the stupidity of these kids piercing their ears in school and something to the effect of, quote, they can suffer, they're not getting Tylenol or ice packs. The parents are up in arms because the school didn't care for their children and uh, can't find the audio. uh,
0: You You know, I I was taking a task a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Someone uh, messaged me and said that... uh, that uh, they were disappointed that, that we said uh, a better place to get your ears pierced were like the Piercing Pagoda mm-hmm. or Claire's. Uh, yeah. This person uh, took exception. I said, well, we weren't really promoting either one of those businesses. We were just saying that it, you know they are better places to go than getting your ears pierced by the cafeteria.
2: Listen, if you can keep me away from a Claire's, I'd be more than happy about
0: it. Yeah, that. listen, I'm all for that too. That's but, just- I'd rather, but I'd rather have my ears pierced there than, say, like in the boys' locker room. Which is an unsightly disgusting place filled with staph infections and other kinds of bacteria. I I get what they're saying. There's
2: plenty of piercing and tattoo places that are uh, completely legitimate. Yes. Yeah. But you're right. The cafeteria is not the place to be getting your hair When I was in, uh, I think it was eighth grade, I got my hair cut. This kid brought a pair of clippers with him on the school trip. Mm -hmm. It was the eighth grade, end of the school year trip uh, to which... He was giving everybody haircuts. And the haircut of the day was that mushroom cut with the shave around the side. <laughs> you know, it was shaved on this yeah. side, and then you still had your hair up top. Yeah. And uh, so this uh, this kid did it for me uh, while we were sitting there at the picnic table during this school picnic. Not one adult came over and said anything about this being done. Now, uh, I go home uh, to uh, a stressed out mother going, oh, my God, what did you do to yourself? (laughs) And then it was more like, well, wait till your father gets home kind of thing. And He comes home, and then uh, he gives me this look, and he's uh, he's very upset, and then he decides, yeah, I'm not going to that eighth-grade graduation ceremony you got tonight. So he skipped out on that. Because of your haircut? Because of the haircut. And then two days later, it was Father's Day, and uh, I was not allowed to go to the— Uh, What the hell was the name of the I think it was called the Spinning Wheel Restaurant or something like that. I was not allowed to go for Father's Day dinner. Because no son of mine who looks like that is going to embarrass me outside.
0: Because of a haircut?
2: Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? All the times that I had to drive you, you know, take care of you drunk off the floor or whatever. All
0: the times in which you've embarrassed this family, it's my haircut that's the problem. Yes, that's
2: the issue in this dysfunctional family is my haircut.
0: And uh, he called
2: the school on Monday and he gave them an earful. about uh, not watching kids and mm -hmm, all this other stuff. mm -hmm.
0: But, you know, the thing about it is, you know, for, for most people, I mean, you aside, in most cases, the hair would grow back. Absolutely. Yes. In most cases.
2: Right. It didn't. Maybe that's why he was... Uh, did, I assume that yeah. because
0: you're talking about a young age, it did grow yeah. back for you, albeit temporarily.
2: It did uh, until I was about 23 years old. Gotcha. And then it started just falling out. Then all you only it. wish you had a haircut yeah. like that. And I said, you know what? I just might as well go the Mr. Clean look. Because if you don't shave it all off... I oh, told yeah. you I've told you this before. I call it uh, sex offender ring. <laughs> You get that like little thing on your head yeah. and it's like balled up on top and mm-hmm. you just got scraggly hair on the side. Oh yeah. And you look like you should be uh, letting everybody in your neighborhood know that you just moved in.
0: You should definitely sign up for a registry somewhere. Yes. Yes.
2: Not at the registry of motor vehicles no. because your uh no, what is it? Oh yeah, your inspection sticker. Your <laughs> sex offender registry is only good for one year.
0: But then you gotta stand in line and yeah. have your emissions yeah. they, checked. They've
2: changed the system. You used to be able to register like a month later and get that <laughs> sex offender status like an extra
0: month. Oh, it's just a money grab. Yeah, this is the money grab from the state. <laughs> Anyhow, anywho,
2: uh, Arco, a Fortune 500 company and one of the largest U.S. convenience store operators in the United States, is set to purchase the Springfield-based Pride Convenience Store chain. This is an effort to continue to grow its footprint in Massachusetts. Now, $230 million was the sale of 31 stores. Right. It was pointed out to me uh, because you said, I wonder how much money Bob Bolduc is getting from that whole thing. Sure. Our, uh, our 22 News uh, Inside reporter, retired, Barry Krieger, mm-hmm. p- pointed out that Bob Bolduc ain't going to see a dime of that money because he sold it already back in January. This company is just flipping it. He already sold It's he
0: it. sure or is this or is this the company that
2: bought it? No. And I'm, now it's just the the, no, the deal is sold. It's because I, re, I remember that be, it was it was some kind of uh, place that bought it and then they they just flipped it. I didn't realize
0: that Pride Stations were a, a, a <laughs> were were a fixer upper chain of convenience stores.
2: Well, they're like f- Pokemon cards. You know, you got to collect them all. In this case, thirty-one. Yeah, you see people walking around with phones. That's them just
0: trying to find the latest pride station. Uh, See, I didn't, I didn't I thought the deal was he wanted to sell, and yeah, that he was going to try to find a buyer. I didn't realize that there was a buyer at that point. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, that Barry is right about this. Well, I'm not going to argue with Barry. I I
2: mean, he's he's like the Walter Cronkite of of Western Massachusetts. He's the most
0: trusted man in all of Western Mass.
2: I can't believe my internet doesn't work. This is this is kind of frustrating.
0: It's uh yeah I know it's uh, terrible.
2: Trying to pull up the information for the guest we got coming in here in a few minutes and I can't.
0: Yeah, I got and, it, but I got it right in between when it was when the internet was working. Uh-oh. and when it was not working. Well, so as I, long as I don't touch the computer, I've got all the information we need. Uh,
2: back in the uh, depths of the pandemic, a lot of people made abrupt career shifts, but this guy seems to have them all beat. A fifty-five-year-old man in Maine. Named Jeffrey Bishop, retired in January of 2021 after serving 25 years in law enforcement. At the time, he said, I'm deciding to go out on top. Okay? Okay. But he also had a new venture. Just six days after his retirement, Jeffrey was arrested for dealing drugs in a high school parking lot. He was caught giving a student hydrocodone and fentanyl, and 110 hydrocodone pills were discovered in his police duty bag in his home. He was charged with four counts of aggravated furnishing of uh, scheduled drugs, and one count of unlawful trafficking. And now he was just sentenced to four years in prison. Ah, God, you Jesus, know, it's always nice spending your retirement years locked up behind bars.
0: Tell you what, three hots on a cot—you're saving money that get, way.
2: Get out of my head! I was just gonna say that line.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like it—it's—it's it's like it's—it's uh, it's like assisted living. I mean, you, you get your meals provided for you. Yeah. you get, uh You don't get turned down service or. Uh, but plenty of social time. And get this. He committed the crime after he retired,
2: so he still gets the retirement checks. They don't review that retirement stuff until you've actually... like, If you did something while you were on duty, then that would be Uh, grounds for them to have a hearing to see whether or not you deserve that retirement funds. But this guy, he's golden. Four years. Yeah, for four years, I didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to pay rent or nothing. I collected all these checks. (laughs) This guy knows what he's doing. (laughs) He does. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be cloudy with a high of 71. Uh, Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 69. Giggity, it's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's news on Rock 102. Oh,
0: yeah. Everything. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 848 and Rush. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
2: Uh, fog clearing out this morning and then uh, cloudy still with a high of 71 tomorrow. Uh, rainy with a high of 69. It's
0: 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't know why it's taken so long to welcome back Jess Miller into the studio. Uh, good Hi to see you.
1: Good to see you, too. I'm yeah. so excited about you two being together, finally. Well, you know, it's, well, it's We're like, excited
0: about it, too. <laughs> it's like It was like all this sexual tension. Yeah. And well, you know, I'm glad that they
1: got Nagel out of the closet. <laughs> <So> yeah, well, <laughs> I've been my, waiting for it. It was
2: my time. <laughs> um, uh, you got a you got a pretty big show coming up uh, Saturday, November fifth. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, well, it's an annual food drive comedy show. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it every year, so people bring in food and kind of like what you guys do, right? We're just trying to help. Uh, Casey Balsham's on the show She's amazing uh, She's from New York City Alan Monroe and Peaches Rodriguez Who's also from the city
2: Peaches Rodriguez is very funny she's very I saw funny. her yeah. once it, I was I non-stop laughing from beginning to end with her She's yeah. amazing Yeah. Um, it's but,
0: a, it's and, a stellar lineup But this is to
2: benefit uh, Lorraine's Soup Kitchen Over in Chicopee,
0: right? Yep, okay. yep.
1: the it, ladies will be there helping out
0: and it's at, uh, at the Knights of Columbus? Knights of Columbus and no. Chicopee
1: on Granby Road, yeah. not the Castle of Knights on Memorial Drive. The
0: White
2: Castle, not the no No, Castle no, Castle.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I'm
2: just saying it's I, white on the outside. There right, was yeah. no connotation about the, uh, the race or anybody that was in
0: there. We no, right. used a White Castle. I'm thinking of yeah. them cheap little hamburgers with the uh, I'm thinking little food. onions. I'm thinking yeah. food. Oh, see, I was going a different direction. I know where you were that. going. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't
1: yeah. going to go there with you. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's white. I don't no, The one on Memorial Drive is white.
2: It is. Isn't no, it? it's not. No, it's somebody a, it's needs g- to let us know. It's like a who's... medieval castle-looking thing on Memorial Drive. The one you're doing it at is just a big white building out. I in thought Chicanoe. it was a brick building. Maybe it is a brick building. Maybe it's not I'm, a white brick you building. You know what? I've always had way too Maybe many- Maybe you yet. should
1: come yeah. on May- sa- Saturday. No, I
2: can't do that. I already told you. You wanted me on the show, you and I could. Already. I had you to I back out. To I have me. family obligations. Oh, my but. God.
0: I feel like i got to do a street view of I 460
2: Granby Road. I think it's probably a brick building. You're probably <laughs> right.
1: I don't remember why. <laughs> well, I don't not. know why I think- it, It's it, going it, to be it. bad if I'm not right.
2: <laughs> okay, so it's <laughs> not- All right, so don't go to the one on Memorial Drive. It's the one on Granby Road. Yeah, do the one off of 391.
1: Yes. That's the easier way to say the it.
0: easier way to say it yeah. if, if my internet were working i'd be able to tell you right now what color that uh, that building is well you but, guys
1: are in a basement so i'm not surprised what no kidding
0: no kidding <laughs> but but but, it, but it's going to be a great comedy show yeah are you on it too are you doing it? not on it
1: really what i know it's weird right
2: every time i see you i'm laughing like my ass off when i watch your set it's like because you, you could here's the thing about you that i really enjoy is that you actually pay attention to what the other comedians say before you go up there. There's not a lot of comics that do that. There's a lot of comics that will walk in like myself, do their set, and then leave the show because... Mm I got better things to do than hang out with you, but uh, yeah, thanks yeah. Steve. But no, no, but seriously, really, I do really appreciate nice. that about you because, you know, I've got, I've got, you've always, uh, you know, come up be, uh, after me and, <laughs> and you'll reference all these things that I've just said. Because you make it so easy. Right. I do make it easy because <laughs> I'm very easy to be picked on. Uh, but, but I do appreciate that, C-Bat. but it's not just me. You do it with, yeah, you do it with other, you do it with other comics. And I, I think that's, that's great for the show because it, it's a it's a callback for the audience too yeah. And much better jokes too, as well.
1: Yeah, my jokes are much better after yeah, I tag exactly. someone.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> after I go after you, when I go after you, Steve, I'm yeah. a much better person.
0: I know, I know you are. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got that life affirming, yeah, uh, comedy of his.
1: Mike hosted. Mike hosted a show I was on. That's right. That was, that was fun. fun. That was a lot of fun, actually. That was a lot of fun.
0: I haven't done that in a long. time. Remember that time. guy
1: in the front row? He was like, ah, I can't talk about it on the radio.
0: Well, you can. No. i can't remember what he said. Uh, it's uh, not he what
1: he said. It's what I said
0: oh my god no, it's been so
1: oh yes yes
0: mm. your pantomime was very, very
1: thank you very yeah. clear yeah, yeah. but you know you what you have ftc regulations yeah right? we do
0: we do fcc <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> i
2: think you're looking at the federal trade commission which is a completely different well we place. got those, okay. we, got yeah. those FCC. we got those we
0: got those two thank just you. just miller's in the studio and again the uh, the event is on uh, november 5th it's a Saturday night at the, uh, the Knights of Columbus on on, on Granby Road. But yeah, we I mean, uh, yeah, we, we kind of hosted a show together, and that was a lot. You know, I don't do a, a, that. You were great. Ad- well, thank you. I mean, I don't do it very often anymore, and it's like uh, I've been so far away from it for so long that I feel like if I start doing it, I'm automatically mm-hmm. going to be starting at, at ground zero.
1: I think I should get you on a show. Oh, my God. I, I'm afraid of that. I think...
0: Caproni's been saying the same thing too because yeah. he you know, he wants to get me back on doing it. Nothing. You gotta know.
1: do it. I don't. You gotta do it. I,
0: I would know. do that show with him, and
2: I would then I would be you. You know, going up and making fun of him. Right. Yeah. How yeah, horrible that's. A yeah.
0: I would have to. I would have to spend a good six months doing it again under an assumed name, far far away. That's what I would consider doing first.
1: So I tried Saturday. I had a show, and we were actually raising money for foster kids down in Florida. From the hurricane. And I have a character that I do that's called Dottie Mae. And I dressed up as her. And I hosted the show as her. Oh. (laughs) Which was crazy. And I realized, like, maybe about two or three minutes into my set that my butt was wet. And I'm like, why is my butt wet? Because I had gone to the bathroom. Sure. Right? I don't wear, like, super girly clothes. But her clothes are super girly. And so I started picking on some kid, like, what'd you do? Pee on the, on the toilet seat? Like if you get (laughs) to a certain point and you know, like don't get in my way when I'm going to the bathroom, just let me go. Right. And I, and I just went and I was going up and I had to hurry and I sat down by accident. Oh yeah. You know, and women should never sit down on a toilet seat by accident. You should always look.
2: Yeah, right. You know,
1: look and clean the seat because you don't know what's going to be on there. (laughs) Or hover. Or hover. Right. Right? But I've had like eight knee surgeries, so I'm like, I'm not a hoverer anymore. (laughs) Like, I have to clean it. I have to clean it. So I go up as Donnie Mae, and I'm like, hmm. And, you know, I'm very honest on stage. I'm just like, my my butt's wet. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's because some little millennial peed on the seat. I've always blamed millennials for everything because- the source of all my problems. <laughs> not true. Not true. If you're listening and you're a millennial, but uh, but a source of turns somatic. out. Then I had the headline. I came back in headline. So the other ladies went up. I went and I got changed. And I had this thing, a tunic on that's like long and flowy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, turns out I peed on myself because I didn't lift it up <laughs> when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> so I had to come back on stage because my butt was still wet. I was like, Oh my god, this is insane. So basically, I destroyed my character. And did
0: you say? I was just getting into character.
1: I yeah. so got into character. Sometimes that helps you. Well you see, know when you have it was some, insane.
0: But if no one's ever seen you before, then that could be a part of your character. Think about that. You could have done a whole 15 minutes just on uh, wetting yourself.
1: I do already. <laughs> <laughs> See, See? <laughs> that was only <laughs> embellishes the character. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I yeah. just took her out to the parking lot and destroyed now, her.
2: You do quite a quite a bit of these uh, these charity shows, which I think is really All cool. Time, a lot yeah. of lot of like uh, lots of funds raised for you know mm-hmm. even something that you know might be oh, uh, well, it doesn't really seem like they'd make a lot of money. You you make a lot of money for these organizations that uh, that you put these shows together.
1: for. Yeah, for Lorraine's uh, this year, mm-hmm. I think we were close to sixteen thousand dollars. Wow, that's pretty. That's, that's awesome. Pretty and, cool. You know and. You know, food insecurity is a big deal. So, uh, I, you know, like you guys were talking about domestic violence earlier today. Yep. You know, I grew up in that stuff, you know, and we had food insecurity and mental illness and alcoholism. So this is super important to me to do stuff like this. And these ladies work their butts off. I don't know why I want to talk about butts. but <laughs> yeah. They really work yeah. hard. They work yeah. hard at what they do, you know. And so uh, they, I, I've just really enjoyed working with them. And, you know, people bring in two or three cans of food and they get 50% off their tickets. Uh, and I just for today, today yeah. only if anybody's listening to this and they want to get free tickets, then they can just text eggplant. Eggplant to 413-300-6425. Sign up for my Okay. text messages. Oh. That's a food not to bring. Don't bring eggplant. Yeah, bring, that's bring perishable. Non-perishable okay. food. Yeah, unless it's right. an
0: eggplant in a can.
1: Yeah. Well, right. gross. <laughs>
2: right. Do you ever have spotted dick in a can? Because that comes in a can.
1: No, but I bet you have, Steve, all, all, all the time. <laughs> I prefer we the. We should uh, get together and have some. We should. <laughs> we really should. You the haven't three had that us, in a while, have you? We should. Yeah. We should YouTube that. Or t- hey, <laughs> let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this real quick. Because some spotted dick today when
0: I go home. <laughs> Bet you can't eat just one. Yeah, let me let me let me ask you. I
1: eat them all. Let me
2: ask you you, because bad
1: gag reflex. I don't know what's going to happen, but you you do
2: you do perform quite a bit throughout the area. Do you still go to open mics at all? Do you still show up at at some of these places?
1: Uh, I've been kind of busy. Yeah, but yeah, I would go. Um, Joey Buddha has one in out in Westfield at the Nook. It's actually very good.
2: Okay, so I hadn't been to one in about fifteen years because you you just get away from that. You 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 tend to not go. I had such a great time w- with that. It was up in Huntington. It was in it was in my town. It was at the uh, the uh, for uh, well not for. It's Comfort Kitchen it was called. It was I can't remember the kid that that ran ran it but it- it was like it was a good time. Did you
1: have but you had civilians coming in and listening to you, right?
2: Yeah, some of them, yeah. It yeah. wasn't
1: just comics.
2: It was mostly comics. Okay. But that's okay because that it's always a place to work out your material and your jokes. It's really yes. just about kind of just getting up there and doing yeah. it. I had the greatest time uh watching that. I I did a like a minute a minute or two. <laughs> well, just because uh, you know the big celebrities in town, he's got to you know show these kids a thing or two. Yeah, but, uh, yeah you know. of course. But of uh, course. but I, but I really enjoyed that, and I, I wondered if if, if uh, you know do comics, professional comics, go back to these open mics just to try things out?
1: I think I think we have I think when we're starting, we do a lot of open mics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done one in a really long time. I don't even remember the last time I would. I would be willing to go with you and Mike, though.
2: We should go. We should all go. We should go to the Nook. We should, we should go should to the Nook yeah. in
1: Westfield. They're fantastic, and the yeah. food is delicious.
2: We're going to get backs out on the uh, stand-up oh comedy scene. God. And yep. it's all thanks all to right. Jess Miller.
0: Well, thank you for nothing. Uh, <laughs>
1: You're so welcome.
2: <laughs> again, uh Saturday, November 5th. It's uh, Stuff the Bus 2022. It's to Benefit Lorraine Soup Kitchen. Uh, tickets again, how do you get those?
1: Uh, JessMillerComedy.com.
0: There you go. Very good. Jess, Jess Miller. Miller, good seeing you. You too, guys. Appreciate it. It's 859 with Backs and Nagel and Rock 102. New England.